Well, it is episode 135 of Hotline League, and I'm so glad you're here, because it is a spicy, spicy meatball of an episode for you tonight. That's what we got. We've been cooking it in the kitchen. We sauteed it with a little bit of Weldon getting dismissed, and we sprinkled a little bit of TL is fourth, and we, I don't know, we did some of this. TSM is fourth, you mean? Oh, yes, TSM is fourth. Sorry, TL TL is fourth is so embedded in my brain. That I we're not restarting it. We're committing to this. People can see I, this is an authentic show. We include my mistakes. Anyway, how are you going? How's it going, Mark? It's going good. I'm trying to figure out how to set up that thing I was telling you about. So I'm going to be pretty distracted for most of this episode. Oh, great. Yes, Mark wants to the ability to have confetti fall on his screen, uh, the way it does on the LCS broadcast. And to he's be decided fair, to you embark ex- on this venture. Excited. Because it would mean I'd be using my 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 uh, 4K camera instead of this this little garbo piece of thing. Anyway, we've got an arrow here from Golden Guardians. An arrow, how's it going? Pretty good, Travis. I'm a little tired, but yeah, you know, I'm vibing. We booked you uh, last week when your team was on the up and up, and now your team is on the down and down. So. Uh, yeah, I, it's just a, it's a lesson to me to only book after the like everybody yells at me for booking so late on guests, but if you book before the LCS games are played, you know maybe it's a less exciting situation. Are we really on the down and down after that weekend? You went zero two down and down. Fuck, it's doomed. I guess yeah, it's over yeah. actually. Everything's burning down. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, on Thursday you play a team that you just lost to. We do. A team that we had a 4K gold lead against. That's true. <laughs> you guys should actually just give up. If only yeah, you had a Nexus, gold, a Nexus lead against them, that would have also been oh, helpful. Yeah, we should just have, like, I don't know. I didn't think about it, but I think winning the game, Travis, that could have been good. I think that so, could have been a good move. Uh, either way, for those that don't know, and I don't know uh, why you wouldn't, uh, because he's been there for a bit, but an arrow, coach of Golden Guardians, and... Uh, we actually have a part of the reason why an arrow is on is because Golden Guardians reached out. They are Mark doesn't even know this because he he knows nothing going into these shows, but they're releasing a docu series instead of doing like a weekly thing. They recorded all of it and they're doing a, I guess like Wait, a. Didn't they have a trailer out like last week or something? Yes. So how come I don't know about it? What you don't know? Maybe Mark, can I, can I finish what I was going to say? Sure. Okay. And so we have an exclusive clip from that series that will be played on this show in like, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Oh boy. Um, and, and so an arrow is here to talk a little bit about what they're doing. Are we getting paid for that? No. It's like whenever a celebrity goes on a talk show and they like promote their movie. That's what an arrow is. He's a, he's yeah. like Jessica Alba. I'm S- Jessica Alba. Yeah. I'm a celebrity basically. Yes, exactly. Isn't all this- like, Nine thousand of my followers. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't this supposed to be useful for us in we, some capacity? We tried then? to get a, we tried to get a player, and then they were like, <laughs> the players are getting ready for playoffs, and then I was like, okay, can I get a coach? And they're like, we can get you the GM. And I was like, what? And Arrow last week literally said he would come on the show because this is true because we tried to get him on last week, and they're like, oh no, he's busy. So then I went into Arrow's Twitch chat while he was streaming and screamed at him for lying to me. And then he said he would come on. So then I went back to the Golden Guardians people and Travis said, you lied oh, to me and said I couldn't get their coach or your coach, but I just got him. This is what people... So 
there was a, a thread a while ago. Actually, if you Google me, because I did that recently, because uh, I don't want to get into it. But I, one of the first things that comes up is a Reddit thread that says, why is Travis Gafford the only League of Legends interviewer? And it's just like, why is he still doing this? You know, why is nobody else? It's reasons like this, because I will just spread dismay and deceit to get... How, how old is that thread? I don't know, but at Google SEO, you really it's heard him. pretty high up. It's not me. Google's attached to it. I would have thought that the one that's saying that you can't interview would right, be right. One. Yes, exactly. That's a more recent one. And a more accurate one. Anyway, Mark, what you been up to lately? Um, just work and I mean playoffs are around the corner and you know, being the uh attentive broadcaster that I am, I totally knew that it was four days a week and that I had to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I definitely wasn't planning to do things with, with Ashley. Yes, I uh, definitely didn't plan a retreat oh, for, oh, that's right. for Tuesday through Friday, not realizing or reali- uh, uh, realizing the whole time that there was a TSM Golden Guardians match on Thursday. Wouldn't it? Actually, I mean, here's the thing. I, I have two paths here. I could blame myself for not being informed on the schedule, or I could blame Riot for not informing everyone enough on the schedule. I'm going to pick door B. Is that your job to like, no? I don't <laughs> doubt that Riot informed me. I doubt I paid attention. Uh, Riot definitely, I feel like nice. they didn't talk about it on the broadcast or anything. Like, Also, I I, I guarantee believe... you, Dash had a sign-off that was like, we'll see you back here Thursday at 1pm for the uh, beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, probably on Sunday, but like... I didn't know. You weren't about watching this. the end of day. No, Sunday I'm saying I, bo- I should have known. I feel like they should have communicated that playoffs is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before the end of the. Of, uh, a little more than a week's notice would have been nice. We didn't even get a week's notice. By the way, Alienware sponsors the show. I'm supposed to say that at the start, and I always do, but then I got on a tangent, so I just want to cut them out. We're going to talk more about them later on as the episode continues. By the way, 1 p.m. on Thursday and Friday. And I'm doing something special, a TFT thing with a celebrity. I don't think I can talk about it yet, but that's going to be on Friday. Maybe I'm not supposed to talk about it yet, but I'm wondering if I can promote it. I'm going to message somebody right now and find out if I can promote it and say who it is. Um, actually, wait. Hang on. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Here be. Kel- Kelby, are you here? Yes. Okay, I'm doing Hotline League right now, and I just dropped from the channel so that I could ask you in your Discord if I'm allowed to talk about the thing that I'm doing on Friday on Hotline League. Yeah, of course. Oh, I can say it now what I'm doing? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was, like, secret or we had to wait till they announce. Uh, they haven't... Okay, they haven't announced it yet, but I don't think it's, like, some big, like, crazy secret. You know what okay. I mean? Well, I have it on record that my the person who's helping me nobody's gonna come and yell at me and be like, "Oh no, uh, I don't think any." Yeah, because okay. you're promoting the show. Like, what is okay, I don't. Okay. And yeah. it airs on Friday night. Friday night. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the channel. So yep. I'm playing uh, TFT with T Pain on Friday. So that's cool, man. People can check that out. That's a thing that I'm doing. Nice, Travis. Yeah, I'm happy for you, man. That's that's hella dope. I love that for you, man. Thank you. <laughs> you been watching The Bachelor? 
or some some, some trashy. What are you watching that that put the phrase "I love that" for you in your brain? Because I feel like I only I've just heard that. that a lot. Yeah, people yeah, are wondering. I I've only started hearing that from like trashy reality TV shows I've been watching. Yeah, I don't watch trashy reality shows. Then I don't know how you got it. it in your brain here. I love that for you. I don't know, dude. People say it. It's just a phrase. <laughs> Certain people say there. it. <laughs> anyway, so right. maybe we should talk about League of Legends esports competitive. Nah. Okay, let's keep talking then about other stuff. Yeah, so I'm that playing with T Pain. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I think more people can check out my social media uh, where I will share more information about it to come. But. No, let's actually talk about League of Legends esports. So, big weekend. Hey. Mark, go yep. ahead. Kick us off. Playoffs are underway. Uh, we have finished the regular season. Eight teams have made it. Uh, the people missing out were Immortals and CLG. Rip, gone, but not forgotten. Already uh, making moves in the offseason for CLG. Getting rid of their, a lot of their coaching staff. Uh, the two teams in the lower bracket, because it's double elimination, if you don't know, the two teams are 100 Thieves and Dignitas, who were able to go 2-1 in the last weekend to, to sneak in. Then you have in the upper bracket, but without a buy, are TSM, Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, and EG. And then TL and C9 are in the uh, upper bracket with the buys. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... CLG today, uh, breaking news just before the start of the show, CLG has dismissed both their coaches <coughs> after failing to make it into playoffs. Mark, what, Mark, what do you do? What was that? I already said that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, you never listen to me. <laughs> anyway, anything else that we're forgetting? Uh, let me check uh, Reddit. It always feels Please. like there's like at least one thing that we're forgetting. Yeah, there's always one big news news thing that we missed. Yeah. Which chat? What you got for us? Help us out. Past week. Uh, I know sneaky. People are saying sneaky. F. Oh, it's the F is that I forgot. Okay. Oh, uh, the challenger amateur thing. So, uh, they have moved. <clears throat> So, so Riot has announced, the LCS specifically has announced, their, their commissioner, we're committed to growing and elevating esports in North America, so we'll be moving Scholastic and amateur esports programs under the LCS to support the entire competitive pipeline. We're looking for a leader to help us make the NA the most competitive region in all esports. The role will oversee our development ecosystems, including college, high school, amateur, and academy. So previously, these things kind of like you had collegiate isolated off into its own little silo. You had other stuff into their own things. Now they're literally going to try to like link it all together so that theoretically, you know, if you are the person in charge of this, you know that your job is to grow talent and get them into the LCS through like this pipeline essentially of, of stuff. Uh, and Aaron, I'm kind of curious about your opinion on this because you are big on like de development, player development, that type of stuff. So what is your reaction to this? Uh, I mean, you kind of have to wait to see stuff actually happen to see if it's going to be useful. I mean, anything like that for trying to help develop amateur is good. I guess if it's all under one umbrella, it's like easier to track and uphold and all that. But like, dude, it's so hard to know. 
until stuff actually starts going with it. Yeah, you know? I mean, it kind of depends on probably the person that they hire and the resources, right? Because yeah. uh, overall, like, I think this is a really good thing. The problem is it's great to say, hey, we're going to do this uh, program. But then the big question is, is this even going to work? How are you going to approach it? Are they going to have enough resources? Um, will you, you know, if you have to make a decision around, I don't know, uh, views versus development, or is that going to be something that you do? I don't know why you would, but it, to the uh, point, yeah. I think the other problem is just like, how long is it going to take to get this going? Cause they probably can't get 20, like you can't make changes. You have to hire the person. Then they're not going to be able to build out the programs for 2021 fast enough. So you probably don't actually get the stuff until 2022, which means you don't yeah. really start to see the results of it until I don't know, 2023 or 2024. So it's just so many years out. Um, and it's good that they're doing this. It's just difficult because these things definitely take time, right? Yeah, I mean, hopefully it doesn't take like that long to see like payoffs from it. But yeah, that should take time. So yeah. Mark, do you have any any thoughts on this? Or are you busy no, I didn't, trying I, to work I, with your tech issues? No, I, I'm definitely not doing that. I'm focused, but I just didn't actually read the actual announcement. Okay, well, there you go. So why don't we talk a little bit about the Golden Guardians documentary that is happening? Uh, so Nick and Arrow, what, up, what have man? you been told to say on the show about it? Are you briefed? <laughs> what I've been told to say? Were you given I mean, talking like, points in a bullet point form? Like, I mean, I know about the, the docu-series, but I haven't been told to like, oh, say these exact things in this buzzword. It's just like, you know, there's like a three-part docu-series thing that they're doing about our whole split basically okay so again really if you're the celebrity on the late night talk show what what are what are you excited about with this docuseries <laughs> what am i excited about uh i don't know it's just kind of cool to be in one it's not like uh it's not like i guess similar to the ones where they're doing like the weekly shows where teams are kind of trying to like hide everything i guess yeah where it's like yeah, like this team had like this kind of like blow up thing that happened and oh, this happened this week. We don't want to release like a documentary thing and like show it because like, oh, the players will see it and they'll get like really frustrated and tilted and stuff like that, you know, and it'll just make it worse. It's like we're already kind of through anything like that happened with that. And it's like in the past for us. So everyone's like pretty open to talk about it, know That's about what... it. So you can kind of like see that type of thing, you know. That's what you think. And then you find out that FBI shit talked Huey and Lane from like <laughs> yeah. some struggles they had in week five and they never really hashed it out. And that surface, you know, that, that wound reopens yeah, right what... before playoffs. It just breaks us down completely. <laughs> yeah. let, let me ask you this though, Anero, uh, because I, you kind of are positioning this as like, Hey, because we haven't done it weekly, it can be more real and authentic. You yeah. know, the obvious corollary to this is breaking point. A lot of people talked about that. Uh, obviously that team probably had a bit more drama on it, but I remember yep. I did a show called Esports and Chill with Hunter, who now runs Golden Guardians, who was very critical of the decision to release Breaking Point. So yep. I'm kind of curious, like, how real and authentic will this be, given maybe there's some hesitancy around going, you know, all the way out there? So it's not going to be anything like that, man. It's not going to be like a hit piece on on people they're trying to fire or something, you know? Do you think so that's what Breaking like Point that. was? I don't think bro. they were like, we're trying to fire people, bro. so let's burn Travis. their reputations. As nah, like, of course it wasn't like that, but come on, man. Like, I was a little sus. That, that whole documentary, like, or at least like that one. 
it's like this is a little weird you know seemed a little bit excessive on yeah, points were, probably things feeding, like you shouldn't were, show they were know? feeding lines to people you know it was all scripted and no way was yeah. that just people unfiltered and a lot of time yeah so, I know. So, but come so, on you can't show like some unfiltered things you know like it's so so there's some filtered BM. in this i mean it's a it's like Golden a 30 Guardians minute documentary. series man like yeah it's all technically filtered it's nine weeks filtered down to 30 minutes travis so is this like okay kobe <laughs> and i kobe and i well it's nine weeks filtered down to an hour and a half right what Kobe and I have a water filter in our fridge that we, it's, it, it's got a red light on it, Travis, which means it you, needs to be replaced. Is that what this is? Of all time. Where it's kind yes, of filtered, it's, it's but not bro- entirely It's filtered? a broken water filter, Travis. So like a little bit's right getting through, but you know, it's, it's not, it's, not it's got a funky thing. taste. Yeah. Shall we watch the clip? Yeah. Show the clip, okay. Travis. Um, sure, sure, the you got Mark and, and, oh wait, Anero, set us up, set the clip up for us. What set the clip up for you? What do you yes, mean? Yes, a celebrity. When you say like, okay, so what's happening in this clip? I haven't seen the clip, Travis. Oh my! I've God. seen the they show. They did not prepare you for this. At I've all. seen the show, but not the clip, Travis. I'm a, I'm as excited as you are. I haven't seen the clip. Let's just put it on the screen. Okay, okay. I'm so pumped, just, Travis. Mark, you won't be able to hear this, so watch on stream. I will. Okay, here we go. I think Cloud Nine is really good right now, but I think outside of Cloud Nine, we can pretty much beat everyone. I think everyone can beat everyone. Only team I would be worried of would be Cloud9. Welcome back to the LCS for Game 2, where we've got Golden Guardians who've seen improvements in Summer Split as they currently sit at 7-7, seven and seven, up against Cloud9 today. Like, who, like, do you guys actually think? Do you guys actually think? There's, there's a League of Legends fan out there think Golden Guardians is going to win today. No! Just fucking go there and play! I'm it's fucking easy. It's fucking easy when you're underdog. I I, today, I mean, we're playing C9, no pressure on us at all. Like, if we win, it's fucking insane. If we lose, it's oh, so bad, you know? Like, only we can. Yeah, exactly. Alright, let's go. Just bring it in. You ready, Tana? I'm ready, bro. Demonte, he recalled and teleported back in behind Niski and Cloud9. What a big brain move from Demonte! Good fight, guys. Yep, everyone take a deep breath. Demonte wasn't on a team at the beginning of this year, by the way. Blabber won't find the damage onto him, and a huge victory in this team fight. We can end the game here. We can end, I think. The Golden Guardians will upset Cloud9. End the fucking game. That's fucking it. And they will take that win. I don't think with our team we really have a leader. I think everyone uh, is trying to be a leader uh, more so, if that makes sense. There's not a big superstar on the team. Everyone is just kind of people grinding the game out and doing their best all the time. And no, there's not really massive egos on the team. And it's a way different experience than I had playing on any of my other rosters. Okay, there you go. Uh, so for context for everybody, that was, I didn't do the best job of setting that up. So that's a clip rather than a trailer. Uh, they have already released the trailer on their Twitter. So if you guys want to go see something that is like maybe a more comprehensive look at what the series will be overall, rather than like a section of the video, um, or the doc, you can go do that there. But thank you to Golden Guardians for giving us that early look at it. Uh, and Arrow, now that you've seen the clip, do you have context or do you want to set it up? I want to set the clip up. I mean, that just shows like part of one episode, man. So there's like, that was obviously kind of more of the, 
the high point towards the end. Uh, but it starts off with the um, yeah, like the downside. We started off like one four. Do people yell at each other in it? Do we yell at each other? I mean, there's definitely like some frank conversations in it, but it's not like you know we're beating the shit out of each other or anything, you know? Okay. I, Does anyone else I'm, call someone dog shit on the ground? No one called anyone dog shit on the ground. No. Do you remember that? that happened. You get that? Oh, reference? what? That was chaos to Dyrus in the Game Cribs episode. Oh, that, shit. that was like a meme for a long time. It was like it's kind of a weird thing to say. Dog shit on the ground. I know that's why it was. It was like such this really pointed insult that I feel like people were really into it. I mean, that's that's some good good insults back in the day. I think we've regressed. Hanser and Twitch chat says, "Check out next episode where I beat everyone up like it's watch like they're watching <coughs> UFC." And Closer says, "Check out next episode. I'm taking down Hanser." Uh, and now they're trash talking yep. each other and using language I don't feel comfortable. Read the next with. one. Read yeah, Hanser's I, next message. This is a family friendly show. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't want to hype it up more uh, than that, let's that's that's where we got. So anyway, uh, thanks to Golden Guardians for for sharing that. And I mean, we've got a lot of Golden Guardian simps that watch the show based on how many calls we get from them. So, but Mark, should we start pulling calls? Yeah. Uh, oh wait, uh, something yeah. else we should talk about. Sorry, voting. Oh, right. Yes. All pro and stuff. All pro, et cetera. So here's the thing. We've talked about this before. Um, I need to, in the next like 24 hours or so, I think Mark as well, uh, some others, we're all going to vote, cast our votes on the MVP, coach of the split, all pro, et cetera. So uh, this is a great time for people to call in with their opinions on maybe why Bjergsen deserves it or why CoreJJ deserves it or why... Sponsor or Smith closer deserves it. it. Um, why? Why anyone other than an arrow deserves coach of the split? That's oh, fine, it, Travis. It's cool. It, I understand. Any of that stuff. So this is a great episode to have those discussions. Again, I'm sure we'll get some CLG takes. I'm sure we'll get some other stuff from this past weekend. So, but really big episode. Lots of cool stuff to talk about uh, as we get into the calls. Mark, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, was there any other direction that you wanted to give people? But you kind of did. So no. perfect. Uh, but also, if you scroll down, if you're watching on Twitch right now, you can scroll down, and there's also a link for you if you live in the U.S. to register to vote in November, which I highly recommend you do because voter turnout is abysmal for people that are the age of all of us and also all of you. So uh, you can go do that. It's really easy. Just click the link and register to vote. Mark is spamming the Discord right now. Yeah, I was uh, spamming the link to the... The Discord, a lot of people already have it, and there's way too many people posting, so I'm just going to skip all those hundred unread messages and get right back down to the bottom. Uh, you guys should fill while I do this, by the okay. way. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. I thought you were going somewhere with that. You're like, I'm going to scroll to the bottom. Like, uh, no, I'm saying there's thinking. a shitload of messages, and it's going to okay. take me... i got to parse them. Couldn't you have been looking and pulling some while, instead of trying to figure out nope. how to get your... Your camera Absolutely shit to work? Not. I abandoned that mission, by the way. Okay. Great. Glad you finally <laughs> did. This, I, I gotta say, this is the biggest shit show of an episode we've had in a while. I think it's great, <laughs> but we're definitely starting well, off all over the place. Heavy emphasis on the fun, not much analysis. Yes, yes. But we'll, yeah. we'll get into the big meaty stuff here in a little bit. <laughs> and Arrow, what what, what's, uh, how are you guys preparing for TSM this week? What's the vibe? What's going on? How are we preparing? We're uh, we're playing scrims, Travis. <laughs> we didn't uh, we didn't take a day off because uh, we played. We had to do scrims on Sunday because we played Friday Saturday this weekend. Yeah, and we didn't know if we were gonna have to play tiebreaker versus EG. 
should have been really nice to play. So we scrimmed that day just to be like prepared for it. Um, so we're just grinding through. No breaks right now. All gas, no breaks. Yep, pretty much. And uh, are you, I mean, you guys, like how confident are you that you can take them in a best of five? Because obviously you lost uh, this, this past week. So it's kind of wild that then yep. you have sort of like the salty run back in a couple of days. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should still be good. Like, honestly, with a lot of our games, we we always had big gold leads, and the problem's been like throwing with it. But we've also had like a pretty common denominator in those games that we have big gold leads that we're throwing, um, and it's something we're like super aware of too. And the whole purpose is to like practice and work on that. Um, so like this weekend, we were also looking and like practicing those things, and the same issues popped up. But um, like, it's important that we like are aware of that, you know. Yeah, because doing that matters. Because like going into this weekend, like our games actually didn't really matter too much for placement. It was like we would move between fourth and fifth. We'd be playing the exact same teams no matter what we did. You know, the worst yeah, case. But, I mean, people say, were so. were talking up the chances of you guys getting a positive rather than break even win record for this split. So I mean, that was woo. Maybe you don't. I guess you don't care yeah. as much, right? But I like, got ten wins, man. Hell yeah, put that in my like resume. Like that doesn't Which, matter. It would but be progress nice, and arrow over you guys not having gotten positive record uh, record record in the past. Yeah, I mean it's positive for having a nice win loss in regular season, you know? Yeah. Like I mean that's cool. It's cool, I guess, but it doesn't really matter too much to me, yeah. to be honest. Playoffs are rare accounts. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Mark, how we how we looking? We have someone in the room with us. Oh, we do. Okay. Hello, person in the room with us. What Wheels, up, where are you Hi. calling from? I'm calling from Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax, Virginia. I'm going to turn you up just a little bit. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? This is funny because I actually had this take before I realized Nero was on the show today. But nice. I think that Golden Guardians will upset TSM and they'll make it through, but they'll eventually lose to Team Liquid, but then they'll still take the third spot to Worlds, beating either TSM or FlyQuest in the lower bracket. Mark, this is, this is the third week in a row that you've pulled a Golden Guardians will make Worlds take. <laughs> I had to do it, dude. We have a narrow on. He's a, he's, he can get a little feisty, so I want to give him a layup, set the mood right, you know, okay. Golden Guardians fan. Yeah. Let's let's focus on, rather than the Worlds take, because we've, the we've TSM beat that part. to death. Let's, be, let's focus mm. on the TSM part. Okay, so Wheels. Uh, I, you know, I kind of just asked an arrow this and he gave me a <coughs> sarcastic quip, but how, what, what makes you confident that they can beat TSM? Because obviously we just saw them lose this past weekend to the team. Well, I think it's still a very even matchup and I think it might go the distance five games, but I think closer is definitely a better jungler. I think Hanser has had some really good performances. Like his cannon was really good. I forget who they played it against. Um, and his, like, CS is insane. Um, I think FBI and Huhi are an insane bot lane that can definitely go up against double lift and treats. And the only really losing lane I feel that Golden Guardians have, and this isn't any flame, it's just Bjergsen is insane, is that TSM do have a slight edge in the mid lane, but I think it's still definitely winnable for Golden Guardians, and I think they're a better team overall. So you're looking at, it sounds like, mostly jungle on top. As like the deciding yeah. factors for Golden Guardians, so, yeah. the Diffy and the Jiffy. Yeah. So here's here's the kind of what Anero was just pointing out, though. Okay, that stuff is great, 
but then and maybe you win lane and you get a gold lead and things look good but are you not concerned that golden guardians has the tendency to throw a gold lead well i mean i guess the golden guardians coaching staff has got to travis got to i i have faith in the golden I mean, it's it's a great point. You have such talented yeah. players. They just need a, a competent coaching staff to get them to figure yeah. out their map. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> nah, yeah. All that stuff's fair. It's stuff we have to work on in the middle part of the game. We must have one. So, I mean, I'll always take flag for that. I'm chill with that yeah. type of thing. Um, I just wanted to say one thing. It does feel nice that people give props to FBI and Hui now. Um, considering, like, God, man, I had to hear from everyone for so long that those two were just the shittiest bot lane ever. Just terrible players. Like, why is this guy imported? Why did they get who he over, like, X, any support out there? And, like, they're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You obviously still get people giving flame, so it's nice to give, you know, props to them because they've kind of been playing like this for a little while, just a little bit under the radar because of uh, team results. Seems like that's what people put a lot of basis on, so. Yeah. But yeah. I agree with the first take. We'll be TSM. Hell yeah, man. I'm down for that. I think it's doable for sure. Mark, I think, I mean, so from the outsider's perspective, do you think, how much stock do you put into like the, the last week head to head matchup? I'm curious for a narrow, like, do you guys walk away from that going like, Oh, we made a couple minor mistakes and we just need to clean these little things up or, you know, or do they draft or whatever the points are, or do you feel like there's a lot to take away from that game? I'm curious about that, like the feeling of of how you guys matched up this week. I mean, it's like, I feel like I say this type of thing a lot, so it kind of annoys me that I'm even going to say it, but like, there's, it's a very minor thing, like from the game, like that is a very big shift and like a big change. Like if we fix that and are consistent on doing it, it will be like a really big boost for us and a big change that'll make like our games just feel so much better in general. Um so, like, definitely take that away from the games. But I don't think it's, like, yeah, some big thing that is, like, dooming us in the games that we just can't right. throw the lead from that we got from, like, these two games, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, I, oh, we suck at this one thing really bad. And I, I'm not going to say what it is because that would be just stupid as hell. But Yeah, I won't like, push you on we, that. We, we get it from the games, and we kind of know. So we were picking around that, too, to Mark, practice it. Mark, I, I assume you have TSM favored to win that. I think TSM's favored. I haven't, so I haven't done predictions on this these games yet. We had like, um, obviously, we finished show yesterday, and we have like this these like little, basically online cards that we put our notes in. Yeah. And I I don't really think about like the matchup. I just think about like the things I'll want to talk about. And I, I put in requests basically like, hey, show me, you know, the gold graphs from Golden Guardians games where they lose with a lead, you know, or like how often is that Nidalee games? <laughs> or, you know, like I just, I ask stats for these, this kind of information. Because if I'm like, man, yeah, Golden Guardians has lost a number of games with gold leads, but it's usually with this like one style that they sh- uh, maybe they shouldn't be playing or something, you know, like those are the kinds of things I'm looking at early in the week. I would say, I think TSM's favored right now. Um, and a large part of that is, going to be about the head-to-head record i think you guys prior to this week coming into this week you both teams were i think like five and three or five and two in their last two weeks and then they went one and yeah. one and you went oh and two so I don't, I don't put a ton of weight on it i thought golden guardians was looking uh really good i was pretty hot on them even though they went zero two this week uh and i think that they have really good laners 
and a really strong early game. And that sets them up well. And that's something that I think you can count on in playoffs is like when you have just mechanically solid lanes and, and players that like you don't, it, it makes it, I think, easier in a lot of ways, but they do need to clean up their mid game. Uh, some simple things are like they have the highest, they're the second highest with major lead, I think, in the league, actually, even higher than C9. I forget who was first. Someone's first. C9 or TL first, and then Golden Guardians are actually number two. And then it's, I think it's actually TL is third. Um, so it's like they they often get gold leads, and they're really good at getting gold leads. It's about uh, yeah. <laughs> playing with those and closing games out. So like uh, that still, in a lot of ways, makes me feel good about a team, though, that I know that they're going to consistently get leads for the most part. I do think TSM matches up quite well, and I think each team has one really clear advantage. I think uh, Bjerks in the mid lane... MVP candidate people are talking about. Demonte is solid, but I think Beer is definitely a tier above him. But I feel the same way in the jungle with Closer and Spica. And then Top and Bot, I actually think match up pretty well. So I think it should actually be a banger of a series. But I do lean towards TSM a little bit. That's fair, considering we lost to them. No, this is yeah. what's very funny to me. is like we had somebody in the chat who was... Uh, who was flaming Mark for taking this take? Um, I want to greaser greaser Greek was like, this is such a boring take. I'm like, I feel like say, predicting Golden Guardians to beat TSM. No offense, an arrow, but is is a crazier take. You know, I think a boring take might be like, Team Liquid will probably make it far. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, oh, you muted yourself, Mark. Nice. God, I had such a good pop off right there. I'll try and I'll try and reenact it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Playoffs are coming up. What the fuck do you guys want to talk about? Oh, Jesus. Okay. We're gonna turn you down a little bit. Um. So, <laughs> I think you reenacted it too much. Okay. Wheels. Right. Any concerns about what Mark brought up? I mean, I think TSM is still a really good team. That's why I think it'll be close. But um, like with like the stats and everything about golden guardians getting gold leads i feel like that's something that can be refined um and i think they have a really good shot so i mean the points are valid like it'll be close i don't think it'll be a landslide either way but i think it's very real possibility of golden guardians taking it and i would favor them if they can maintain the gold leads and follow through with them if we can win the game, I, I yeah, think yeah, we win just, the series. Just destroy the enemy <laughs> nexus. Come on now. I, I think they got it in the bag if they win. So thanks, yeah. thanks, John Madden. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I say like one week turnaround time to improve like mid game problems uh, is not necessarily easy to do, but with the double elimination format and uh, how many games you can get into a postseason run, assuming that you know even if you lose TSM, go down to the lower bracket or whatever and keep playing like. It is. It actually is a good window to improve, and you like people play a lot of games. Like Clutch last year played more games in their playoff slash gauntlet run yeah, than they played in all of split. summer. Yeah. So like, if Golden Guardians play a tight five four game series against TSM, even if they lose, then they sweep someone three zero. I think you guys are playing would play a hundred if you lost. I forget. But then like you know like I'm just saying like there's a lot of games to play. Um, I think the the series will be really close though. Wills, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? 
Uh, you just said it's a tight timeline to fix problems, but they have a uh, Nick Smith as their coach, so I believe that they can uh, pull through. Are you related to him in some way? No. What? Thanks. Thanks for the yeah. call. What's? I see you guys. Thanks, bro. See you. What's it? What's a Nero's like nickname? If he was like a wrestler, like Nick the the Fixer Smith, Nick. Nick the Fixer. Like what? Yeah. Why matches? the Fixer? Because yeah. you're a wrestling name. Because he's you're fixing oh. problems. You're the coach. Oh yeah, true, true. Aren't not, fixers not normally not like somebody's bad now. person? Like they go, I don't know. Anyway, uh, you want to go grab their next caller? Yeah. Okay. Off he goes. Shout out to some of our subs, by the way. Uh, the people who I haven't uh, shouted out yet on stream. Uh, something for Kobe. Thank you for the one year. Ceases Caroline. Uh, TG Zangitsu. The High Ground. Red Rain. Uh, music. Blarney Stoner. I'm Justin T. Small Lung. Slips on Noodles. Adam XK. Finarson. Thank you for the Prime. Jiba Jebek. And Wagix. 1997. Oh, by the way, I think earlier today we had our first three-year sub, which is wild. Dircon NA, I am Fug, Iceman1986, easy, stay safe. And where's Mark? Rock King. Sorry, I'm, I'm filling time. Jason Nelson24, TR Merrick. Come back, Mark. We need to talk. And Landon, Travis, what's up? Can I get my mod back? Uh, you yeah. took my sword away. I took your sword away because you mocked yeah. my decision to give mod to one of your players. Yeah, I think that was a little extreme by you, but I appreciate you apologizing and giving it back to me. Thank okay, you, Travis. Okay, so I just gave it back, and now we're revoking it once more. Okay. What happened? Sandy wow. Toes is here. Don't worry about it, Mark. And Aaron and I are sorting something out. It's a power thing. Sandy it's Toes is here. Sandy Toes, where are you calling from? Calling from Arlington, Virginia, right outside Washington, D.C. Wasn't our last Virginia person also? It. Yeah, I was going to say. West Virginia. Country. Well, it's, it, it's kind of close. Anyway, what do you want to talk about, Sandy Toes? Uh, my take is that Santorin uh, should be in the MVP discussion. And if not voted MVP, definitely needs to be first team all pro. Uh, and I've got a couple statistical points uh, to back that up. I love it when people have done their homework before this. Um, all right, bust <laughs> out the Excel sheet. What's what does B one say? All right. Well, let me just uh, note that I did pull a lot of these stats from Oracle's Elixir. So shout out to them. Um, but if you so if you look at the stats uh, for junglers, uh, Santorin currently has the second highest uh, KDA for junglers. He also has the highest kill participation, not just for junglers, but in the entire league. So this man is getting in every single fight. He's contributing all the time. Uh, he has the highest first blood rate. Uh, that's at a whopping 61%. In comparison, uh, the next closest is Contracts and Dardock's at like Dardock at 50 and 46. And they didn't even play, you know, all the games this season. The next closest person uh, was Speaker with 18, uh, 18 games, and he's at like 44%. Uh, LCS showed that he has the second highest uh, kills plus assists at 15. He's got the uh, fourth highest goal differential at 10. And for junglers, he has the third lowest death share. Clearly, this is a guy who is contributing to his team in every way. He's got great synergy with PoE. 
Um, and I think he's super underrated. Uh, like, he's flying under the radar, you know, for a while. You know, everyone's talking about Blabber and everything. But, you know, no one... There's been no, like, big-name jungler to kind of fill that gap that Blabber has left over the last few weeks with what with C9 kind of being on a decline. And I really feel that Santorin uh, is the star jungler of the summer split. So, um, I agree. Santorin's really good. Obviously, I'm going to be a bit biased on this, I guess, but like, well, here we go. I think, think Closer as well be should be in the discussion for like, um, top, like jungler. Like, okay, we lose a lot of games, but if you look at like what's actually happening in jungle, like we kind of spend a lot of our time playing around jungler and making sure he's enabled to, you know, push his lead against the enemy. And we kind of do that all the time. But like, I think Santorin's also really fucking good. Like, he's definitely the, the other jungler that's up there right now. Um, it's like like a really really good player, and he's always been like this. Like he's always been one of the top junglers. So the follow up then is there's two follow ups, I guess. One, are you saying then that Santorin and Closer should be in the MVP discussion, or more that Closer should be in the discussion for best jungler, and Santorin's not really in the discussion for MVP? Or I don't know about like the MVP discussion for like the Santorin thing. I, I guess you could, but I, I think he's good. It's just always hard. I guess, like, in his team, it's kind of hard, especially with, like, what he plays to really shine as, like, an MVP. Well, to, to Mark's point, though, you, you can't know. say Santorin should be in the MVP discussion if, if and Closer should be in the, like, above him in the jungle discussion without saying Closer should be in the MVP discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm mainly just focused on, the like, the jungle take. Like, MVP is always hard because it depends on like what you consider MVP. valuable. What I said, the take is about MVP. That's what the caller called about. Yeah, but I think Anero oh. was just saying that he's not. He he probably wouldn't. You would you put Santorin in the MVP discussion because he was saying that like with his champ pool and stuff, it's hard to necessarily shine when he's on Trundle a lot of games and he's. Uh, I would still consider it. It's just always harder. Like it's always harder when you're um, just considering like what people are playing and stuff, like. It makes it a little bit difficult to just compare, but I mean, I would consider it. I would consider him with like Cordage and Bjergsen and like those guys, you know. Before I'd definitely have in the discussion. Before I toss this back to Mark, Andy, what do you think of the the closer stuff? Like, I assume since you're pushing Santorin, you would not push closer above him. Uh, so, where do you think Santorin edges out closer? Uh, yeah. Well, I will say. Uh... Second half of my take was that if he's not MVP, he should be first team all pro. I think Closer is the second best jungler uh, in the league. I think uh, I think Golden Guardians would not. Uh, I think they would still be in playoffs, but they would not be a nine win team without Closer. I think he has really uh, carried a lot of their games with Demonte. But um, but yeah, I just think Santorin clearly has. I, I look at statistics. You know, that's kind of my. My whole thing is I look at stats and I'm just seeing the stats are better across the board uh, for Santorin. And that's why if I was voting, he'd be my first team all pro. Mark. Uh, okay. Break, break yes. this, Ask me a question. Here. I don't think uh, Santorin is going to win MVP. I think if, you know, because you have to put three in, I wouldn't be surprised if he got some. Um, I think... 
just based off how people vote for MVP, a fifth place team like Golden Guardians is going to struggle to get a lot of votes because people are almost always wanting to give it to a top three player or a top three team. Um, yeah. So like even if you know Closer and Santorin are close in skill, Santorin will naturally just get a lot more attention being on on the higher place team. I think Core JJ and Bjerg, but especially Core JJ, have a lot of of pull right now in with voters um i think santorin will be a real dark horse i think you can make the case that he was the best jungler this split he was definitely the most consistent um and i think your top three for most people would be some combination of closer santorin and blabber um i don't think anyone else is really going to break into that top three by by anyone um and it's probably about ordering depending on what kind of things you're looking at what you're valuing uh, Santorin, super fucking smart jungler. He, like, his level two ganks, I think, are the best in the league. He always finds a way to fuck up the enemy team's game plan or advance his own with his level two ganks. Whereas some level two ganks are like tank versus tank match up top. You show up and, like, haha, I use my Maokai's W and, like, all our flashes to kill your tank top. And then the matchup still goes even because it's whatever. Whereas, like, Santor- uh, Santorin's ganks always feel like they really matter. That said, he doesn't take over games. And this is kind of what, you know, I think Anero was talking about with his champion pool. His team is never asking him to be like Blabber or Contracts even or or uh, Closer where yeah. they're getting played around heavily. He is playing around his team. Um, and so you can debate which one's harder to do, which one's more valuable, which one you care more about. Um, so uh, he, he is playing a bit differently than anyone else. I mean, I guess we'll have to see how everything pans out. It does. I mean, Mark, I how difficult is it going to be for you to to decide between Santorin and and Closer in the jungle voting situation? Jung- it sounds like you're giving Santorin the edge, though. I'm a big Santorin fanboy, but like the whole thing's fucked because C9's back half. Um, because Blabber was the best carry jungler in the league, hands down, no questions asked, easy peasy, lock it up, first place vote through half the season and now it's like oh i don't know but he still actually played early games pretty well i think for the most part um even in their losses he was still like comboing well with niski when they were killing um they picked on someone early i forget was it bjergsen or well so i my my point is he still did a lot of what junglers are often looked at mostly for their 15 their pre-15 minute game game gameplay and blabber's pre-15 was actually a lot of the time still okay even in the back half of the split um, outside of a couple Jarvan games that no one likes, but some of the other ones were still okay. It was like, okay, as Hecarim made a lot of shit happen, then the team fighting struggled. And that wasn't even his fault. He didn't get a Shenult when he thought he was going to get one, you know? So um, I'm kind of curious not to bring up a topic I'm sure we've talked about a lot in the past, but I, I was talking to Kobe a little bit about this. Do you What do you think of the idea of a recency bias test being, okay, well, what would we be saying right now if the first half and the second half of the split were swapped? Because I feel like everyone would be talking about Blabber for MVP and top jungle if the first half of the split occurred now. And generally speaking, I, I feel like a lot of people would say the methodology should be taking into account the entire split. Um... So if if you make the argument like okay well if their performance in the first half was the same as the second half or sorry was swapped that means that everyone would be saying this like that I feel like that's a pretty good recency bias test. 
Yeah, but you also can't discount the fact that as teams get better, you start to see how good players actually are. Because a lot of the times players can be performing well and their team sucks and you don't know how good they are and you just look at result and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, I mean, it's the same shit with like FBI and stuff. Like everyone said he was just terrible. I had so many people say he was like a bottom, like 280 carry and like he was performing like very similar to right now the entire time. It's just like people didn't recognize it because we were losing games. I also think you have to account for that. I also think I'd like to hear what Anero thinks. But for me, I think recency bias is something you have to, you know, protect against a little bit, which is why I'm still keeping Blabber in that conversation as potentially the best jungler in the league. But I also think that recency does matter. Like, yeah, we could flop the second half of this. this like, if you flop C9 story, it's a team that's struggling to be 500 in the first half of the split into hitting their groove, becoming fucking gods here and running over into second place, right? Through a crazy run. That's their story mm-hmm. if you flop them. But you can't just fucking flop the story. Like, yeah. they didn't get better. They got fucking worse. That they, they were at the high level and they dropped. That matters. I don't think you can just, you know, kind of ignore recency in that regard. I do think heading into playoffs and rallying late and as you get better and improvements and all these things that, that you know, I care a lot about. I don't want to throw those out just because like, oh, recency bias. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm 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 waiting what happened recently more importantly because it is more important. Yeah. In Agreed. what sorry, uh, so I'm not disagreeing with you, but in what way is it more important? Because at the end of the day, C9 got second. And as an arrow said, People are all ramping up over the course of the season. Generally, the level of play is getting higher and higher. Um, I think Golden Guardians is playing better in the back half than they were in the first half. Yes, some teams slump, but I would say generally league is improving. Um, and so when people start playing really well in the second half of the split, that means that they have improved. Whereas if you have slumped, you have gotten worse. Uh Yes, or, every, say, or everybody else has gotten better around you. Or everyone else is caught up, right? It, it's yeah. a little column A, a little column B, whatever. But that's why I think recency does matter uh, because there, there, things changed. You can't just look at like a performance in a vacuum and a performance in a vacuum and a performance in a vacuum. It's good to do that. So that way you're trying to be, you're at least trying to be objective. But then you also have to look at the, the, the whole split and what your trajectory was uh, because I will always appreciate a team more that they're, you know, if a player went from struggling to finding his groove to fucking stomping, I will always appreciate that guy more than stomped in the beginning and then tanked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we've gotten a little off topic, but it was a good topic, though. I like. I that think one. it was good. Yeah. I just yep. to bring it back to Sandy Toes. Sandy Toes, any final thoughts or or takes on anything that we just said? Uh. No, I, I think uh, yeah, Mark had some good points there. Uh, you know, FlyQuest 7-2 in the second half. I think uh, they ramped up at the exact right time. I'm excited to watch them. Big fan. And uh, yeah, hope they win. Thanks so much. Have a good evening. Thanks, thanks for the call. And thanks for the sub earlier, by the way. Oh, yeah. And a quick shout out uh, to Alienware and any Prime subs. Uh, if anyone has any, throw them to Travis. Uh, Thank you. You know. He needs them. So. They're Prime Game subs, by the way. It's no longer Twitch Prime. Prime, Did prime you guys see this? They've I'm a Prime, prime. Gamer. There's no such thing as Twitch Prime anymore. There's not only... That's Twitch, so weird. Or Prime Game... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, prime thanks. Game. Yep. That's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Prime Gamers. It's finally our time. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break to talk about Alienware. As our caller just shouted out, 
Alienware right now, they wanted to let me uh, wanted me to let you all know about something that is going to take place in just a couple of days. If in fact, if you're watching this or listening to it later on in the week, it might be happening right now. August 13th is the start of Intel Gamer Days, and Alienware is participating by giving away an amazing setup, a powerful Intel PC, a 34-inch curved monitor, peripherals, a $300 Steam card, everything you need. So you can enter to win that at Alienware.com slash Travis. There's going to be a banner going up there on the 13th, and Intel Gamer Days lasts for quite some time in August, so be sure to stick around for... Uh, later in the weeks as Alienware does more stuff as well. But right now, that's the giveaway that they're going to be doing starting on the 13th. And uh, we'll talk more about Intel Gamer Days as time goes on. You can check out uh, their Twitter, Alienware, for more information. And again, Alienware.com slash Travis. That's linked in the description below. And by the way, if you are in the mood to purchase something, you can use Travis 10 off Q3 to save 10% off your order. All right, let's move on to the next caller. Mark, you want to go grab somebody? Is he is out there? Yes, he is. An arrow. What up? You doing? You? I heard you were painting. You're a painter now. Yeah, I've been painting, learning to paint. I'm kind of bad at it, but that's all right. I've done like eight paintings so far. What caused this? It's a de-stressing thing. Uh, it was actually like I had a date night with my ex like a year ago, and we were just doing like a Bob Ross paint thing, and um. I really liked it. It's kind of cool. And then I'm just learning to do that to like, yeah, kind of de-stress and it's fun. You know, it's pretty chill. That is cool. Mark, what you, this call is going to be cool because, uh, I want to get a, a narrow's take on it because they're, they're playing them. I think it's going to be interesting. Plico is here. Plico, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Mason city, Iowa, Mason city, Iowa. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about how in the TSM-TL game, I think TSM overall played the game better than TL, and they only lost because of some small mechanical misplays in the mid-late game. What were... what? Do you have any supporting uh, points for that stuff? Yeah. Um, so I think that the game would be wildly different if uh, Spica had managed to pick up that Ocean Dragon that Broxa was able to steal with the Smite. Um, especially being the Lee Sin combo, you know, with the Q execute smite. Um, and then double lift, not using his blue trinket when they were doing Baron. And instead he warded a, uh, it was a bush entering river by blue, bu by uh, blue buff. And I think that if Speaker had landed the smite or double lift had spotted the Baron uh, while they were trying to sneak it, I think the game would have been completely different. Is it one or the other? Or do you need both for the game to be completely different? I think it's one or the other. Okay. So I was going to ask Anero, how 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 closely did you watch that game? How closely did I watch it? I mean, yeah. I've watched it for like prep, but like when it was on at the moment, like during the day, I was like zoned out for it. But yeah, I went back and watched it for prep. Okay, so you have a pretty good idea of how much how much do you agree that it was like mechanical misplays and stuff that. Uh... I mean, that like always plays into it, though. You know, like. That's kind of like every loss can kind of come down to like mechanical misplays of things. Like, yeah, if they got like those dragons, like they, they fucking fucking win the game, right? Um, but yeah, that type of thing always happens, you know? Like it's just, there's things they could do better like earlier in the game to be in a better spot. Like literally both teams could and they would win without having to be in like that situation where like, oh, they made a mechanical mistake. Like that always happens. So you could look at those and say like the same type of thing, you know? 
Um, but yeah, like if they didn't do those things, they they also could have won the game, right? It's yeah. like I don't know. I feel like it's something you can kind of just say about like anything, like any game. So it's like, of course, it's going to be true, you know? Yeah. So my question was though, like, how much would you put on? Everyone's always going to make mechanic mistakes or or macro mistakes or draft mistakes, whatever it is. There's always some kind of combination usually of these things going on unless it's really egregious. But like, did you think that the mechanical stuff like was a bigger problem than like Baron, you know, like giving that one just away for free and giving TL so much control in the game off that or like some of the Rift Herald stuff where like GP TP behind on the first Drake late um, kind of just, they lost a lot of tempo and then TL flipped top, grabbed Rift and, and got both Rifts and these kinds of things off, off a lot more early game control. Like I thought those were, I personally thought those were bigger problems than just. Yeah. It's just like a mix, man. Like it's, it's always a mix. It's like, I don't, it's because of the situation they were in, like mechanical mistake, like definitely mattered the most then because of game state, but like there, there was other shit and, it's hard to really like quantify like one is more important than the other one because like, okay, even if they got like those situations better, like early on, like they played it better macro wise, if they still made the same mechanical mistake later and like lost it to like a 50, 50 or something, then like they still lost the game. Like it didn't even matter. Um, so I dude, it's just hard to say. I, I always find like those kind of um, like comments and questions hard to really like argue with too much because like, you're right. Like in that moment, like, yeah, like fuck dude, if you got the smite, it's game over, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's hard to go into too much, like, more in-depth with that without, like, revealing stuff that I would not want to, like, reveal about, like, team that I am playing, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So. Mark, Blink how about... twice if you want to give Broken Blade his GP. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. Mark, uh, how about you? Because, uh, you know, let's say this was brought up on the analyst test. Like, Dash raises this as, was it really, you know, was... was TSM playing the game better and just failed in these two mechanical moments. You know, what would your response be after having watched that game? I would say no. I think that it was a close game. You know, the, the gold lead was really close for a large portion of the game. Yeah, neck and neck, basically. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't think either team played significantly better. I thought there were things that TL did better at some points and then things that TSM did better at some points. But tl to their credit and one of the things that i think is the main reason that they secured first place is that they don't make that barren mistake ever like they almost never make the oops i just fucking lost us the game mistake almost none of their players ever individually do that um whereas other teams have hoonies and people you know just like oh game's over because i coin flip for <laughs> it was just the that's first play that popped into my my, yeah. my It was the first example that popped into my head. Okay, I'm saying that like players totally a hoony by the I way. I mean, like the the only instance I can legitimately think of this for TL was when Impact fucking killed himself into solo this split. I think that's the only game I can be like, yeah, that was that was one player just <laughs> that was pretty in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bad. But the fact that that stands out so much to me compared to like you know Dignitas, it's it's happening all over the place, and you know. Uh, TSM has has players making these kinds of mistakes, and um, even C9 more recently has has done these kinds of things. I think the, the fact that they never throw the game, you can beat TL, but they'll never throw it. Really, is why they're first, and that's why I think against TSM, it's not fair to say that TSM you know played played better when they they made the biggest mistakes than NTL was able to capitalize. TL is kind of just the same as old TL now, like how they were before last split, I guess. 
they're really really fucking consistent so yeah like they may not uh yeah i don't know they I mean, may like mess up and make a mistake but yeah. yeah i mean you don't have to be flashy to win like they'll make a mistake help. and they'll like they'll just like slowly like recover from that mistake I mean, we'll do it sometimes. We'll make a mistake and we fucking turbo run that thing down. <laughs> we'll make that mistake like a huge one. And then it's like, all right, guys, all right, we need to chill and like recover. Like I'm TL will like lose one and they're like, it's very clear that they're like, okay, with like giving that up and like good playing around that. So like, I mean, that, that's like a mark of a good team. So yeah. like they're, they're good. Lico, any sort of follow-ups on any of this? Um, I mean, I do... Yeah, I, th- I think I really agree with like everything that you guys were saying, especially about how like Team Liquid is such a consistent team. So it's hard for them to actually like make mistakes and just lose off of like one individual mistake. Um, I do think that in the game, uh, just to kind of try to defend my point a little bit more, I guess. Uh, I think TSM was more often in a better position i guess to take objectives or get some kind of lead than tl was and i think it just came down to those small little moments that actually cost them the game even though in terms of saying that they played better i think that they were prepping better for the important parts of the game i mean it sounds like an arrow would say maybe that's true but it's not really like it in in the end that's what happened and yeah that's why it's it's true yeah, it's true. Yeah. They, they played better on that. They they would have won. They would have been better. They were doing yeah. pretty good. They were they were in position to win the game, and mechanical mistake lost them their position to win the game. So, it happens. Yeah, but I would. I would definitely always a mix. I'll always say, I'll take the, the further side. I don't think that they were playing better than TL in any significant way. Like their resets were worse. They lost Baron off bad line assignments and TPing to waves they needed TP to and dropping wards in in pretty weird spots. Like those kinds of things matter. They're not flashy. You don't see them. But like, if you go back and rewatch, like all the things that led up to them losing that Baron, it wasn't just like, "Oops, we didn't." Our blue trinkets were on cooldown. It was like a sequence of really bad team coordination. Liko, thanks so much for the call. Any shoutouts before we say goodbye? Um, I guess uh, just thanks for doing Hotline League. I think I've watched almost every episode for like the past like year and a half super nice. uh, insightful especially with the guests that you get on here uh big fan of golden guardians by the way i've been a fan of hansers since uh you know the Thanks, tsm bro. days and everything yeah i uh, hope you guys do well and i hope that the i hope the games are bangers thanks guys thank you yeah, have a good one. thank you have a good one I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to call in and say they're a golden guardian hater uh because i'm fun i just we only get the golden guardian fans on this show so yeah. Because Golden Guardians is no one hates Golden Guardians. People used to. Anyway, <laughs> older older time, Travis. Yes. I mean, I I think part of the reason why people have been, I I get this the sense that Golden Guardians is a lot of people's favorite, like second favorite team. You know, maybe they're like a, a TL fan or a TSM fan or something, but Golden Guardians is there. I think in yeah. part because your story was very much. Uh, I've said this on the show before, but like. Golden Guardians just gradually improved this whole split and just kind of got better and better. So it was easy to kind of hop on that train and not feel bad the next week if suddenly, you know, oh, this team I thought was good yeah. is not as good or whatever. Travis, he- I found your arch enemy. Here we go. Oh, boy. I'm nervous now. Easy Stay Safe, I believe, has been on the show before. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Arlington again, but Texas. Not from Virginia, yeah. Wait, from what? 
Texas. Arlington, Texas. It's Dallas. Here in Dallas. Okay. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so my take is that people saying that COG needs to be removed from the franchise league because of their bad year is just completely wrong. Okay, what if it and, was because of multiple bad years? What if it was because well, okay, their uh, org has been unable to uh, develop a fan base or keep the one that they had previously? All right, I, I feel a strong bias on your end, but like, let me let me just let me just offer I've you called this, it opinion, this. which is what I have. <laughs> let him get let him get the takeout. Continue, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let, let me yeah, just yeah. get the takeout. Okay, people need to realize the difference between a team doing bad. And the management doing nothing right to make the team better is a different thing. And yeah. all can try things, and maybe those things don't work out. But it's different from teams not trying at all. So if you look at the timeline, last year, COG was placed third, right? They had POE. They replaced yeah. POE for Crown. Crown, who won Optic, looked amazing. He played the talent game. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so good. Great, he's a world champion. Let's get him. When they did get crowned to replace PoE, after they placed third, I was hyped for them. The casters were hyped for them. The analyst desk was hyped for them. Were you hyped for them? And then I was. Let let, let him get his take out. <laughs> I, I was hyped. Yeah, for, I thought I thought yeah, they were continue, gonna be good. easy. Like from scrimmage, yeah. I thought they were going to be good. They yeah, were good in everyone. The whole time, so. Thank you, Inero. Everyone thought that they were going to be good, and then he shit the bed. I agree. Um, and they did it bad. But then halfway through the season, when he was doing bad, they deleted his contract. I don't know how much they paid him for letting him go, and they brought in PoE. Great. PoE looked good in that Cinder game. He looked good in a couple of games before the season ended. And they were like, okay, maybe we want to give this roster a shot. And then they what happened? Gave their, hold on. Bro. They gave the roster a shot. Yes, they looked bad again. But that doesn't mean that they're not making effort. All right, you said that they, they had... brought POE in and he looked good. Yeah, when they brought POE in, they beat, like, who did they beat? They right, beat you're right. Team. So, why? Well, they, first they missed playoffs. And then they brought Rune in after benching Darshan. Then they made playoffs. There was 2018 spring, 2019 spring did happen. Right. My my whole point with people saying that they need to be kicked out of the franchise league because they're not doing anything is wrong. They are doing stuff. Now, I agree with you that they're doing the wrong things, but that doesn't mean they're not doing things at all. If a team just said that, hey, you know what? We're here to take the ninth place every split. We're not going to change anything. We're just going to put five random people in there. Sure. Kick them out. But they are doing stuff. Right? I think they're trying. Yeah, I, I think honestly, like I would agree with the take. Just um, like personally, like I'm not like a, a huge fan of CLG or anything. Like it's just not my team or org. But like they they did go from like the last year they were like a bottom team to they got third. Like obviously like something changed and they were willing to make change on their team and it moved them up. And then this year, like it's honestly, especially with like Corona stuff happening, really hard to make a change in the middle of the year if you don't have like the best like people to pull from academy. And you can look at that and say, like, that's a problem with what they did on their, like, management side or something and, like, team building, and that's fair. Um, but it is realistically, like, it, it's a year. Um, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of like, harsh to say that. I think, like, obviously Riot has a system for, like, 
kicking people out of the league if they do poorly, like overtime and everything, right? Um, and I think that that's it's a, it definitely a little lax. I think it would be super hard to hit that limit where you just get kicked out for being so bad that that happens. Um, maybe that needs to be a little bit more strict for it, but I don't know. Like it's a big investment. Whatever makes investors like happy, I guess. I need to. But yeah, I have to. Was like, it's hard for them to make a change, man. I feel like there was other stuff internally. It's not like their players were all bad. Like I'm telling you, their players are not all bad. And in scrims, like they were, they were a pretty good team. They were much better than a, a good amount of the teams. Like I'd rather scrim them than some of the teams that are in playoffs. But they were not bad to play. It's just there was other shit going on for sure. So, so like, saying they should be relegated, I think, would be like a, such a bad take. I, I definitely don't agree with the like kick them out of the league shit. Um, but oftentimes, uh, as someone who appears on camera, and I'm sure uh, you know people can can feel i mean i'm sure coaching is the same way when people blast you for shit that they have no insight on you know it's like your job isn't really to listen to exactly what people are saying but to like feel what they're feeling to understand why they're saying these things so like i'm not saying clg should get kicked out of the league or anything but i understand why fans are fucking frustrated oh yeah for sure like fans are going to be upset they, they like yeah. should like i can understand a fan making the take like yeah they should be relegated for this this is unacceptable like that so whatever that's fans you know like that's yeah. that's always gonna be the case yeah I, I can't say i want them relegated but i can say i understand why fans who have been with this team for a long time feel like they had this kind of oh fuck it just put me out of my misery mentality um because as as hard as it was to make moves in the off season between splits and stuff and mm -hmm. we don't know budgets and like this is one of those things that we don't we'll never really un un know at the same time you know like people sign Dardock when he became a free agent, people signed Hooney. You know, like those are moves that they could have loaded up on to potentially look into. I, and I, I mean, I mean, they did sign Dardock. <laughs> CLG didn't sign Dardock. You're saying they did in the past, like they had yeah. Dardock before. Yeah, yeah, like, but as an org, they may just not want him now. You know, like yeah, that's sure. What I'm yeah, well, maybe you should have thought. Harder about that one. I don't know. He looks pretty good on Nick. I've got them into playoffs. What do you want me to say? You know, like. Uh, so, you, so anyway, my my point is like it is definitely hard. Like you're not going to go recruit someone from Europe during this time, but there were players moving around. Viper, even you know, like if you want another another example, like they they could have looked for, for options. And I understand why people feel disappointed in the org. You know, going for what they call a run back. I think, um, you know. I know Travis asked if I was excited about CLG coming into the split. I was not. Um, I got sold on it a little bit because I heard they were doing well in scrims and a couple people wanted to hype them up. I was never a huge crown fanboy. Um, I think he's really good in terms of like mechanical skill and stuff, but I never thought he integrated super well with the teams that he was on, um, whether due to the language barrier, what, who knows? You know, I just, I never thought it would, it worked out super well. And then when they brought in smoothie, I, I don't. I don't feel bad saying this at this point, but like um, some of some of the the, the other casters like went to a, like a boot camp at the start of the year, and they were talking about how they had communication issues or some shit like last last year, and they're gonna improve. Went, it the casters went to a CLG boot camp. Yeah, during during off seasons, it's not too uncommon for a, CL, a caster to go to you know a team house and just get like a little interview Q and A to prep for the year, these kinds of things. And they you guys they never done that with us. Guess what, man? Yeah. If yeah, wait, if, sorry, let, yeah. let Mark finish. Let me, let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I had a joke, yeah. I wanted to roast Golden Gardens. I was like, ah, fuck it, it's not worth it. Um, but so one of the things they said was like, okay, we had communication issues last split, 
TSM kicked Smoothie for communication issues, and they brought Smoothie in to fix their communication issues. And like one of the things people have said was like Smoothie talks too much or can cl clog comms and stuff like this. Um, and then they were saying like, oh, we were too quiet, so we are gonna fix this problem by putting in a player with their own different style of communication issues. And like, they were trying to sell that to us. And I heard, as soon as I heard that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, as soon as like the other people reported that back to me, I was like, what the, f that it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't think Smoothie's a bad player. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the organizational approach to fixing your communication issues by bringing in this thing you know this this other problem that like two two wrongs make a right somehow i was like what it, it was it was mind-boggling that that was like the what they're trying to sell as a positive to us can, can i can i talk yet yeah yeah okay now go ahead this is a okay. this is a take about your take travis so yeah i know and i haven't been able to yeah. talk i was trying to get in <laughs> no, on easy stay safe and then arrow goes in and then mark goes in i'm ready to go okay so here's the thing i Look, I think what you are probably referencing, Easy Stay Safe, is a tweet that I made half-jokingly at the beginning of the split in which I said, I'm a fan of franchising, but CLG makes a good case for relegation. Uh, you know, Twitter's a great place to make quips and a bad place to have nuanced takes, so let me explain why that was more equipped than a nuanced take. Or rather, what the nuanced take is. I don't think that CLG should get relegated right now. I don't wish that CLG was getting relegated. Um, I do think that if I was the commissioner, I would be having a serious discussion with CLG about a multitude multitude of issues, and um, and they are probably the same list of reasons why my take is pro is actually MSG should sell CLG, um, and the competitive side is only one aspect of where I have been so disappointed in this org. I've talked a little bit about this before on the show, so I apologize for people who have heard this before, but now is as good a time as any to bring some of the stuff back up. I like CLG. We talk about TL, TSM, C9. These are the three teams that people always talk about. They are up at the top. They have the biggest brands. Uh, players will decline to even consider other teams if one of those is an option. CLG used to be that. People don't remember that Curse and TL, no offense, Steve, who's in the chat right now, like Curse was the was fourth not only in placing, but like a distant fourth in terms of brand and popularity. And C CLG had that position. Um now a good part of that was probably because Doublelift was on the team for a while for a long time and then Aphromoo, et cetera. But they used to do a lot of very interesting things. Now, two conflicts of interest I'll name here. One is Kelby, who used to run the team at that time, my best friend, so obviously I'm a little biased there. But it's somewhat countered by the fact that Nick Allen, also one of my good friends, uh, he he started working there whenever MSG was there, and I feel like some of the problems are that they have now are problems that started or existed whenever he was there. So take that for what it's worth. But um, I, I just, it's been so disappointing to see this org's fall from grace and it started long before MSG purchased, but when MSG purchased CLG, I was like, first off, a lot of people don't remember this, but it was one of the first times where we saw a major sports org come in and purchase, um, or at least take a big stake in 
an LCS team. People thought it was exciting. I thought it was exciting. I know people make Jim Dolan jokes or whatever, but I really expected like, oh, this is going to level this team back up and help it get back to the place where they were before. The problem is ever since then, they have only lost ground in branding, competitiveness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I do not know if that is because they are not willing to spend enough um, on all areas of their business or if it is because people are asleep at the wheel or whatever. Um, this is always really difficult for me to say because like I have friends over there and I do think that there are people that are trying desperately to f have that organization find success, which is even more part of the reason why I find it so disappointing whenever they fail in multiple categories. So anyway, easy, stay safe. And for Nero and Mark, who I think also think that this team shouldn't get relegated, I agree it shouldn't get relegated, but this, but this org has to like, it's got to figure out a way to reclaim its former glory or at least get close to it. Cause right now, like my God, look at FlyQuest. All right. We, we, they were the butt of every joke for so long and they are just destroying CLG in every category. And there's no reason that they should like you have all the basics. You've got the history, you've got the pedigree and like, they just are just hard hinting it. Like it just, it's so disappointing. So that's like when I make those tweets like that, that's the aggravating thing. And I talked to people about this at the start of this year. And I know that it's been tough with like COVID and all that stuff, but like nothing that has happened this year on the competitive side or elsewhere has made me change my opinion on any of this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with a lot of what you said. I a hundred percent agree with all of what you said, but I would also like to say that like, as far as LCS goes, Unless a team is doing good, no one cares about the branding. Guess what? No one really cared about, as much as I hate to say it, in Euro, I've played games with you, but like no one cared about Golden Guardians before they started doing good this split. Oh, of course. No one cares no, about winning. Yeah, no one, yeah, no one cares about your brand, about your org, unless you're winning. No one cared about FlyQuest until they started doing good. Like, guess what? FlyQuest existed as an org before PoE joined them, before they started doing good. You can have as great as an impact as a brand, and it would only do so much unless your team is winning. I mean, CLG went into relegation against Azure Cats and people cared about them. Uh, you can, like, I, I totally agree that if you're a new org, it takes winning to really give yourself a big boost, but CLG had and somewhat still has an existing fan base of people who want to give a shit. And here's the thing, like if it, I would, I would be down to give them the benefit if I looked and was like, yeah, you're right, man. It's tough for them. A lot of people don't care right now because they're not winning. Well, winning, but look at all the things that they are doing. Look at like the really innovative stuff. Like they've got, you know, Sequest going or they've got, I don't know. It's just like, I know they produce some content. I know they do some stuff, but like it with, with the power of MSG, you would think that they could do far more and be far more interesting and relevant. Like it's just not there. You know, they for sure should be able to like, they have the ability to like, yeah, even where they're at, like, I guess like Kelsey put like a, a good response to it. Like a hundred thieves isn't winning really. And their brand is still like good. They're not, yeah. I guess they won last split. So maybe like some of that's like carrying over like residual or whatever, but like, I mean, CLG was third last year and didn't really have any branding. Care about that? They're definitely slacking on that type of stuff. 
Yeah, I mean so, the, the the Minnesota style stuff is just you know like what the hell is that anyways? Whereas like yeah, Golden, yeah. Golden Guardians, um, even before they started winning, they started branching out and trying different things. Like they uh, had their like really classy like gun up shoot, look. Yeah, yeah. They had an arrows like coaches thoughts things where he'd tweet out. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. You, I know you probably fucking hate those, but I have to say they are just appreciated. Won the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah at least it's something you know like at least you guys are, are trying to do things they memed the us last split they had the big we were, hype videos i thought they make, were cool they might hype videos you know we had a little bit of banter last split you know where they clap back at the dive for predicting them to suck and then they were better than we, then they made playoffs and then as soon as they lost yeah. i was like yeah fuck you guys haha <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know like if <laughs> at least it's like fun where it's like i just yeah. where where's the fun with clg it's, it doesn't exist. And if, by the way, if you go to their subreddit, the CLG subreddit is both entertaining and depressing um, because there is still a group of fans that want so desperately, like more fans there than you'll see, like, you know, Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, they don't have these kind of active, like, cult followings hanging out on, like, a subreddit ready to, you know, just give give them anything, you know? And, and to be fair, I, know, I think Weldon was pretty active in like responding to the, the Reddit and maybe the Discord or something. But like, that's not really organizational support necessarily. So much as just like one one member doing it. Yeah, it's, that's not vision. That's just someone. That's just someone doing something. He was yeah. doing his like Weldon talks or whatever every yeah. week or something. Like that was their brand. Yeah, no, that's definitely pretty sad if they're not putting actual stuff out. I mean, they do. Okay, I just want it because I I know I don't want to get dismissed. Yeah. But like they do actually release content. It's just like, do they? Yeah, it's just if you, if you go to their YouTube, it's it's not it's not differentiated enough. I don't think I, I think I personally have a theory that some of this is budget oriented, right? Like Golden Guardians creates this big hype piece where everybody's in San Francisco, and you've got contracts reading manga in a uh, that's how you manga manga in a in a bookstore, and. You know, like that's cost a lot of money. CLG's not doing anything like that. Um, and so I think it's just oftentimes the people that are over there just kind of have a, a shoestring budget is my theory, but I don't know. It's that costs a lot of money. It does. That video costs a lot of money. No, not him reading manga. The go if the the video that they made, that Golden Guardians made, that hype video was I believe expensive. I oh, know how to how oh, much it costs. Oh, uh... The like eighties thing? Yeah. No, not the eighties. Like that was a buddy made that. That was also good. But I'm talking about you might not remember, maybe you didn't see it. It was like this was when Mickey was on the team and there's like there's oh, okay. shots I wasn't there of then. the yeah, shots of the bridge and all this cool stuff. Yeah, okay, never mind. I wouldn't know yeah. anything about that. Oh yeah. And anyways, the point is less that like they don't make content at all, but vision and I think uh voice like CLG or C9 is super active on social media. Like half half of what makes them interesting is not their YouTube content. I don't even watch C9 YouTube content. It's just seeing them meme the fuck out out of everybody and like yeah. Portillo is just a god at, at his job. You know, like those are the things that. Help and by the way, fans. like so, some people might say, okay, well, maybe our players are not like as I don't know. You don't have like Spence Garen going off and doing banger tweet hashtag leave evil if, with all the players. I get that sometimes the players aren't going to be there, but like. If you are serious about building a brand, like look, Team Liquid hired Jack to to run or to be their coach. I'm sure a great deal of that is competitive, and like maybe we have a call later on about coach the split. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But like, 
that is also a really good brand play. And you got to imagine Steve was more willing to paid by Steve Jat because of the fact that he knew that like Doublelift is leaving. If I get Jat, like that's also a great name to have attached with. CLG could, for instance, hire Kobe. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they've reached out to him. I, I, he, he, this is not some discussion I've had. He's not telling me to do this. But like, that is a parallel, right? Like, hey, we're bringing Kobe back. He was one of the founding members. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, there are decisions you can make that will get you, get people invested and interested in you that CLG just doesn't make. Yep. Cool. Good talk. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I agree with what you said, especially about the Kobe thing. Uh, I think they should definitely bring him out. Like the whole Faith thing. I've been a fan of CLG and you for like a long time. And, um, um, this topic has gone on for really long, but before I leave, I just... <laughs> oh, even, I've never had a call yeah. before. Like, we should to really move on. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been on the other end where I've waited for people to finish talking, and I don't want to be that person. So um, before I did leave, I did want to say that, I mean, CLG did hire Travis to do some content. And I mean... How did hired me? I'm... Didn't you do some content? I did it for free. Yeah, I don't take money from teams. If you ever see me in team content, I'm doing it for free because I don't want to. I can't take the money. But that's depressing. Wait, Travis made some crappy CLG content. They they offered. They offered me to be in their content. Yeah, I made a cameo in like a trivia show that they did. They did a while ago. I'm down to help teams. I'm not just here to shit on them. I want to see these teams succeed. I did a shoot for. Uh, with Avli for a team. I don't know if I can say who, but um, today she she pulled me into something. I did it for free. Wow, that's right, that, okay. That makes me more sad for COG. But anyways, yeah, my, my, oh, okay. Um, yeah, my my topic wasn't more so that they were doing everything right because I definitely think that they can do more, but just that they don't deserve to be relegated more so. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think we all agree with that then, yeah. at least. But so. this, you did a great job of covering of of initiating the seal the much needed CLG conversation. So. Yeah, half that was just that. stored up thoughts by Travis. He wanted to get out. I mean, you, <laughs> Travis he, Vincesh. He came at me. Anyway, easy, stay safe. Any shout outs before we move on to the next caller? Yes. I would love to shout out Alienware and Draftbuff whenever they're sponsoring you. And then uh, my girlfriend would like to shout out this. Hi, can I just shout out your hotline lovely episode? It was a really fun episode. And I hope you do more special editions like that in the future. But in the meantime, keep up the great work. Uh, thank you. Good night. Thank- <laughs> Travis, you did a hotline love league. What is that? One, two, did a that was a, that was a, what is that? That was a, that was a clean I, I shout keep, out. Sh- yeah, I keep shouting it out because she makes me, and Travis keeps shooting it down. So we, did, I wait, thought did that we set episode- you and your girlfriend up. Huh? There was a couple. Didn't we have like one or two success stories from that, Travis? I was. I don't know if this was one of them. No, he definitely did. And I Rico Suave was one of them. And she subbed just to put that message in, and he was like, "Nope." So wait, sorry, know. I helped your relationship, not mine. You helped a different relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Travis, I didn't know about this. I didn't know this was a thing. It was like We've... two or three years ago. It was it was two years ago for Valentine's Day. It was a bit of a risky train wreck because a couple it of was... the calls. Yeah. All right, next next caller. I, all right, next caller. <laughs> Good Let's go. Bye, guys. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, it was. I. It Should was. I uh, calls, it, I... it definitely ended up being a riskier yeah. play than I initially expected it to be. There, there were a couple that were like too real. You know, like yes. we were like going to be like, oh yeah, be haha, relationship advice, and then it was like, 
I don't know what to do with my life. And we're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. there was some stuff where like, it was me, Mark and Ovley. Yeah. And there were definitely calls where the three of us were not qualified to be taking them. So uh, bring it back. Yeah, I'm down to run it. It's been three Let's years. We're more mature now. It's been a year and a half. It's been you, five years. You keep I'm asking. I've done this. We've all grown now. Before we did Travis. State of the League, I did a show called Hotline Love. Um, God, we should get we should get an arrow on. He's got the voice for it. He's got that like. I'll do the radio that, call. That late night, two a.m. You're driving on the highway. Welcome <laughs> like, to Hotline Love League. Anyway, yeah. uh, it can't be Hotline Love League. That sounds cringe. Hotline Love. That sounds better. We call yes. That was the name of it. We called it Hotline Love. All right. All right. Whatever. Mark's grabbing the next caller. Jesus, this show. Okay. Yeah. Um, Razor twenty eight. Thank you for the prime ever. Moroli, Fishtall, GG or G six six Stealthback, Cat seventeen, Mister Brook Gaming. I am Nicholas, and uh, Real Foxy one, Kyle zero eight zero eight, Remy Timmy twenty seven. Uh, thank you all for your support. Kyle zero eight zero eight with a tier two sub. Very generous of him. Warden is here. Warden, where are you calling from? Warden. Warden? Warden. California. Oh, you're very quiet. I'm going to turn you up. Okay. Um, all right. Also, an arrow, is it you with the squeaky chair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes when there's silence, I just hear the squeaky chair and it sounds I, like a horror film. You should, you should keep I doing it. I can move really it. slowly and like make it squeak longer if you'd like. Yeah. So, whenever I asked him that and then I just heard your squeaky chair, I was like, oh, God. What's coming? <laughs> Sorry, for man. Me? No, yeah, no, no I need to get a new hilarious. chair. My chair is scuffed. WD forty. Anyway, Warden, what are you? What? Sorry, remind me again where you're calling from. Downey, California. Downey, California. You've been on the show before, right? Yes. What do you What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, that I think that Jat should win coach of the split. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, I've heard he's just a coach for the cameras, but that's just me. Anyway, sorry. Continue. So 15 and three is the best record that TL's ever had in the LCS. And then um, in spring, they were ninth and summer is first. And I think that's all you really need to say, um, especially because Coach of the Split seems kind of like the, the, the most improved team award to me a lot of the time or like the, the best coach and the best team. Or I mean the best, yeah, the coach and the, the best first team. place team award. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nick. Uh, you seem to be. So I interviewed Bjerg. Shout out to Bjerg. You can go watch the interview right now. But he was sort of like, he's very skeptical on the award. He feels like it doesn't really mean anything, and it's somewhat pointless because yeah. people don't really know. Uh, it, you seem to be. I'm I'm picking up those vibes from you. That you seem really salty skeptical. that you haven't won it. That's what you seem like. <laughs> I, if I won that award, I could care less, man. Like, you mean you, you can't die know. happy? Ah, that is your version <laughs> yeah. of the esports awards. A, like, a a pointless award show. I got like, you can you can never know, man. Like for all you know, I show up to work every day, do absolutely nothing. I just hang out. Golden Guardians is you know fifth place right now, and it's like cool. Anero did that. I could have done nothing. You have no idea. You have no idea what I did. You can't see it. I already assume you like, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> conversely, conversely, uh, Golden Guardians is fifth place right now, not first. So I can look That's at that true. and say, cool, Anero did that. That's true. Anero did that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, obviously you can tell sometimes when, if like, you can you can definitely pick up if like coaching's bad. Like if someone's having like consistently like poor results, it's like, oh, okay, like that, that guy's like 
probably an well, issue, you know. But, so I often look at enough. the way that the players describe their coach for hints on how good their coach is. And I got to say, looking at DeMonte's Twitter, for instance, does not instill in me. He's running yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. a campaign against you getting coach of the split. Yeah, Enero, no, I should. Nope. Someone has a gun to Closer's head right now saying, Enero is so good, man, in Twitch chat. So I don't know. Yeah, that's Enero yeah. on, on his account. Yeah, it's me again. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to vote Jat, like, because I don't fucking know who else, you know? Like, I think last split I voted Zix because I thought 100 Thieves was terrible, but they somehow got, like, pretty high in standings. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you can give my vote, dude. You're probably yeah. doing something good over there because your team kind of blows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think... <laughs> that's all I can really look at, you know? No matter what, it's it's basically like a, a narrative award in a lot of ways. Like if, uh, yeah. if, if a team was eighth and they still got second this split, like let's say TL didn't get second. I didn't get first, but they got second. I think he might still get it. Um, well, so unless... that's what I was going to ask. If let's say T TSM beat TL uh, this past, Past day. Do you think that that would put Parth in the running, and or at least maybe in a better play, position well, than he is? Is now? Parth even the coach? Oh, so, sorry. Actually, did you watch my Bjergsen interview? I no, I never watched. I it asked before. him this. What do you say? I said Mark keeps spitting this yarn. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I said, hey, you know, there's a lot of people who say that you and Peter are actually the coach and, like, Parth is not there. And if he is, it's more just to facilitate discussion. So he said that they, like, Parth, their their decision to have Parth come in was more like, hey, we're going to commit to the old school way of doing things with the team. And uh, I don't he gives a much better description. I'm, I'm worried about paraphrasing. But he did... He he did say that he he positioned Parth as their coach and not just for the cameras and also didn't and specifically disputed the idea that him and Peter are the the players. Now, obviously, maybe that's what most people would do in that situation if they were actually you know. But uh, take that for what it's. The other thing too is this split was I think they've officially renamed it to like coaching staff of the split, so it's less like because there's there's been a little bit of that merc one. I don't even think the head coach position technically exists on the riot. It's like strategic okay. coach and stage you, coach. You put yeah. someone as like the head coach, which is just like they're going to be the one on stage. Yeah, like, so it's like, I think it's even called stage coach now or something or, or strategic coach. But e either way, like um, you used to ride those puppies across the uh, what stage coach? Shut Travis, shut up! Shut Keep up! Keep going, Mark. Uh, anyways, they changed it to be coaching staff of the split, so it's it's more of a holistic team award. Anyways, so I definitely think it's basically a narrative award. I think if if C9 was great all last split and were great this split, but TL went from ninth to, to second. He'd probably get it anyway. Actually, that's the strat. Have like a really good team, but just fucking run it down in spring because it doesn't matter. And then just do really well in summer when you're Oregon Award. Like it's yeah. so free. Just get the award and you're set. I think that's it's, the move. It's such a smart move as well because like it is true that and I don't think anyone actually thought TL should be a ninth place team. <laughs> From like a talent, no. like the amount of good players on that team, yeah, absolutely. Was, and they didn't even like their entire coaching staff is still there. They just like restructured and brought Jad in, and they got rid of Doublelift and Tacticals starting. You know, it's like that's I like the Jad thing. If I vote right. for him as first, I feel like it's gonna be. I I'm 
this is going to sound like I don't like Jet. I like Jet, even if he didn't come on the show. Uh, Once. It, it, it feels kind of bad voting for him because it's like, it's his first split. He's got like a huge fandom. It's like, it. It's like what he are the took chances? over the previous back to back to back to back champions. He, his the first time he's ever been a coach at like his first split ever. What are the chances that Jet is like the best coach in the league within his first nine weeks of coaching? Um, and and maybe to your point, maybe that's that is why it's it's important to think of it as like coaching staff uh, of the split or whatever. But it's like and and. It's, I don't know. It just it feels really weird voting for him, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I've kind of di- disassociated my mind from this is actually who I think is the best coach. This split and more about like a congratulations trophy. Um, because if I was gonna like say like who do you think is the best coach in the split, I'd probably say Reaper almost every single time. But like I'm fucked up when I'm right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like standing <laughs> down to the left of you, but it's cool. <laughs> he goes to worlds. He's got his farm worlds. He's oh. the greatest man ever. That's cool. That's cool, Mark. I, I mean, remember to, that. To be fair to an arrow, Oddster, Closer, and who was the other player that was in here, Golden Guardians player, just praising an arrow's drafts earlier, saying he was the best drafter of all time. So, I, yeah. Hey, you guys want to play for Reaper? <laughs> Oh boy. No, I I just mean um, it's it's one of those things like the same way like I don't think of MVP necessarily as like most like who I think is the most skilled player in the league or, or that kind of stuff like I, I try and weight performance in there as well so I'm not just saying like the same players are the MVP every split like I want to take their actual performances of what they did in the game in, into account and same way with this like I'm not saying who I think is the smartest coach or whatever the fuck um, I'm saying like which org's coaching staff has this, this cool story basically behind it? Because to the caller's point, you don't really fucking know it. And, and to an arrow's point, you don't know who's, what Who's what got the best doing. script? Yeah, sell me. Sell me on something sexy you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll vote for you. You know what would be good, I think? I remember I talked to Azale about this and Azale came and like watched our scrims one time. Like, I think the analysts and casters should like watch scrims. I think it'd be pretty good. Like you can we, get inside to what teams are doing. Like I feel like it just doesn't happen. I know like Azale told me like some teams kind of like block it or something because I guess like you guys might leak it. But if you guys leak it, you suck. Like, yeah, I think like if we leak it, you should complain to Riot and like we'll get reprimanded. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it's, it does color. I, I will not lie that like if I know like teams are playing this thing. Like it's it's like even if I'm not going to consciously say anything, it does like prime me differently. But yeah, like, it becomes really weird yeah. to me whenever the people on the broadcast talking to the players have this secret information that they can't share with the audience. I'm sorry yeah, when so, I say yeah, talking to the players, I mean talking to the audience. Like, it's yeah, weird. I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I think like if it became more normalized, it would be less of like oh I know Golden Guardian secrets, and it would be more like oh I know kind of what's more just generally going on behind the scenes. Like I yeah. wouldn't want to watch a full fucking day of Golden Guardian scrims. It'd be nice if I could hop from like three teams, you know, or something. By the way, yeah. call back to earlier. Hanser just said, "Please get me Reapered." So <laughs> <laughs> nice, thanks, Kevin. Really yeah. appreciate you, man. Real, real good reply. Yeah, I, I mean. So regardless of if if you if they're whatever you want to say about an arrow clearly does not have the respect of his players. That's the yep. I mean, isn't that the most important thing that a coach should have? Nah. I don't know. Okay, well, back to the Jet stuff. 
Warden, what makes you, I, I assume it's sort of the obvious things like, oh yeah, TL went so far, did so well, the split. They went from ninth to first. That's why he should be coach. Um, I think that's like a big thing, but it's like the turnaround. Like everyone seemed kind of mental boomed and underperforming on TL. And they were kind of like, they weren't, mo they seemed like they weren't motivated anymore. It's like been there, done that in spring. And they were kind of just coasting. And I don't know how much that was like double F mentality. And then like double F versus Dodo, like seemed like they were clashing a lot last split. And then moving away from double F to tactical rookie, who's probably not going to be as vocal. Uh, it seemed like after they got rid of double F and Jack came in, they were a lot more motivated. And especially now, everyone just like Corey J is back to like his initial performance when he came to NA, where he's just like clearly the best support, probably best player in NA carrying individually carrying games uh, stuff that he just wasn't doing in spring and uh, especially now that Mark was just saying that it's the whole coaching staff I think that like I think TL's coaching staff has done the most this split um, because if you see C C9's kind of stagnated especially um, in the last couple of weeks and that kind of like I don't know if that's a motivation thing or they I know they're testing new picks but they're not I don't really think they're working out, and I don't think they have a great meta read. And I think TL has a, a much better meta read. And, like, the whole course of the split, they kind of, like, were practicing and tinkering more in the beginning of the split. And now they're just, like, focused and have a really good read on the meta. And they're just playing front-to-back team fighting really well. Have, like, they just have all the fundamentals. Yeah. Do they win the split? Yes. I think they, I think... Uh, Pack it up so an arrow. Man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So right. I think my oh my, my main thing about TL is I just think they're the most consistent team in NA and like every other team other than maybe FlyQuest. I mean FlyQuest had their dip, but now I think they're going to be consistent. Is like all these other teams are all over the place, um, and I think especially in best of five, like all the players other than tactical and I guess Bruxa. I mean Bruxa's been there in EU, but he hasn't really been there in NA yet. Uh, have all this experience, and you've seen even in the rough games they had in the beginning of the split, they've been able to come back, make. Coach I do plays. think. I, I sorry to cut you off. I just I want to make sure we're staying on the coach stuff because I feel yeah. like right now we're just going into, TL is awesome, but, mm -hmm. uh, which which I get, but, I I don't know I, I think, I think Jet will win coach of the split, and I get that it makes a lot of sense. And I'm not even saying that I'm not going to vote for him, but it's just it's kind of a weird set of circumstances, I think. And and maybe TSM should get coach of the split because they seem to do the most improved TL in the split in the break. Anyway, from fifth to fourth. No, no, no. That's fucking crazy, dude. TSM got TL to first from ninth by picking up their eighty carry. That apparently. Oh. It was a joke. We missed it, Mark. Yeah, We're just damn. dumb. Travis You're is actually too high level for us, Travis. That was like, <laughs> that was high quality. We're just too dumb. Warden, any shout outs before we move on to the next caller? Um, just Alienware, the classic, keeps supporting you. And uh, Brandon Sanderson's overrated. That's about Jesus, it. get this guy out. I have never been more offended by something somebody said at the end. Should I? I usually move people out of the channel, but I'm thinking about just banning him from the Discord. He's gone. Oh, Travis, you're crazy. Calm down. I actually wasn't listening. Why are you echoing? 
I don't know. <laughs> I got I got unclicked on Skype, so I got real tangled up. Uh... Yeah, yeah, the rage <laughs> that I had in that moment. He said Brandon Sanderson is overrated. Um, what was that face? Anyway, you should be as I I felt nauseous when I heard it. Anyway, do you want to grab our next color? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> okay. Let's see. Looks like we What's got some next? more subs. Truck Riley, thank you. Raul Santos. Hind Vault. I got banned, so a new account. Benjean7 and Reefa. Thank you for the prime. Oh boy. Tom Shu is here. Tom Shu, where are you calling from? Oh man. Oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. Uh, calling from uh, Alexandria, Virginia. It's been a little bit since it's you've been out. What? So many Virginia Literally people. Virginia only calls tonight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, it's right? Virginia it's Virginia. almost like this is a great place to live and that LCS should be here instead of the West Coast. <laughs> okay. Uh, nah, well, we got that. some hot takes find a tonight. Job, I guess. Anyway. Ah, oh, come on, guys. Don't hate. <laughs> yeah, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Wanna be. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Tom Shu? Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. For, for real, though. You, when was the last time you were on, by the way? Damn, too long ago. Okay. Since I've been getting ignored. Anyway, continue. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. No sour grapes here. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about uh, Immortals and how... Let's just do a little post-mortem on like, how they're split. I mean, how their year has kind of gone, and, like, I really don't think, even though they didn't make playoffs, it's not really, they, we really, really shouldn't be all doom and gloom down on them. And that they have actually have a pretty good foundation to go into next, into next year, right? So, uh, think about it like this. So, they have, they have Alarim, they've got Smithy, they've got Insanity, they've got Apollo Hakugo, and, I mean, they're they're all decent players, but I really think they've got a solid core of in their mid in jungle. Like specifically, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Insanity a little bit and how I think they could roll with him further if they wanted to. Okay, go for Be it. We don't okay. we don't need the thesis statement. Just say your opinion. Okay, yeah, sure, fine. I think Insanity, uh he's like this weird mix of like Niski and like power of evil. Because it's like, I don't, I believe that his laning isn't great, but I don't think that he actually plays to win lane. It's more so to, to actually try and go around and help his team, because I've been watching him in the academy for a long time. And he, while I don't think he was comfortable doing this in, uh, in like the LCS, but he often had a lot of these like weird off meta champ picks and had like a really diverse champ pool that you didn't get to see when he was in LCS. Like he pulled out some crazy shit, like Diana mid, a Kled mid, uh, Rumble mid, let's go Ziggs mid, cause why not? And like, he still was like doing pretty crap in like, as far as like CSD per minute, but still had a pretty crazy kill participation. And I thought that was impressive, but and they also have uh, Ixmithy, who is, well, I know he didn't exactly have the best year, but it's kind of like Wiggly in that, like, what are you supposed to do if all your lanes just lose and are just straight griefing you? Like, honestly, I'd just straight run it down if I had if I had Snixie and Smoothie as my bot lane, too. But, but, like, pretty much every single laner in Immortals was, like, honestly bottom tier <laughs> it's like and and I, I understand because you know alarim is not a carry player uh insanity can be a carry player but it kind of depends on what they want to do with him 
they can if they want to. They can try and shift in towards that power of evil style if they want to, because I don't know if you saw those Corky or those Cogwall games, because those are pretty disgusting. Yeah. Sorry, and, I'm trying to move you along. Yeah, and Bot Lane is, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, because, I mean, Apollo and Hako were kind of crushing Academy, but then they went to LCS and kind of got crushed instead, because I think their CSD was the worst in league, in the worst in the league. Uh, Mark, can you look that up for me? I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Yes, it is true. Uh, yeah, so really what you need is someone, either you can turn and make Insanity do it, or you can... You okay, need so you some... think the foundation is mid and jungle, because those players yeah. are good. Well, yes, something to build off of, right? So now you need... Core. Almost. Well, yeah, it's the foundation, but you need you need the actual house to build on it, the actual house now. Because you have the foundation, now you need the actual house. So... Now we get an actual, like, you need a carry player either on top or you need just, like, a superstar bot lane to play around because I think Insanity does not have the experience yet to become a true carry player. Smithy is not that kind of guy. Alarm's not that kind of guy. Okay, so you need Apollo a carry. Hako definitely aren't that guy. Yeah, you need a carry. Okay. Someone. Yeah, go ahead. So the take is that you think your... Immortals has a good foundation for yeah. next year? And they just need yeah. a carry. Exactly. They get a carry. I think they're a top six playoff team, no problem. Mark, uh, I forgot to turn off the sounds of when somebody messages me on Skype. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, do it again. Um, okay. Go ahead, Anero. You sound like you got a, a hot <laughs> follow-up. Okay, hey, well, hang on. Let me <laughs> ask really quickly. Tom, what about like coaching or a GM or like what do you think of their support Yeah, the other staff? parts and, of the foundation. And, and, and I, I just kind of curious if you can give me a short version of your take on this. I mean, didn't they fire like <laughs> Zabutin and Beeson? Right, right. But I'm, I'm like, just saying, what are, like, what are you getting paid for? Like, drafting fucking Ica? Get me out of here. Sure, I, got more, I, just... I got more to say about that, but we'll save that for the end of the call. But no, uh, anyway, yeah. So oh, I no, think, oh no, we're doing it. I So I think the... I, I think what's tough for me is you're saying they have a, a great foundation, but it seems like they don't have uh, anything besides the the jungle and the mid lane, in your opinion, they're missing like support staff that you would want, and they're missing three players. <sighs> That's a lot to be missing. Okay, so they have, I believe they have like go to one in Maliclips, and they do have analysts and coaches, yes, but. Yeah, I mean, they still did a, a pretty okay job. I mean, it's not, it's definitely like a, an easier rebuild than like CLG, where you kind of have to start from literally the ground up. So, like, there's, uh, there is some talent there. And I have to admit, and, and some of their drafts were okay. Like, they had uh, some pretty clear win conditions. And I'm like, maybe one that was really questionable was like, I think the last game of the season, where it's like, bro, how do you actually, you're picking Nidalee, Nidalee? giving Smithy Nidalee, what? <laughs> but. I mean, they kind of be, I mean, they're kind of, you know, decent. It's like, it's not like they're, it's actually unplayable. Okay. An arrow. We can fix yeah, I mean, this team. We can fix this team without yeah. blowing it yeah. up, I mean, right? You can fix Tom, any please. team without blowing it up. Like, you can, like, no, every you, team. No, you, you can't fix right, what, team, what team? What you team can you not fix without blowing it up? Because I've, I've specifically, like, made my career off of going to teams that have, like, fucking shit teams and then making them good ones. So what team? CLG. How can you not make CLG like a good team? Like There's you no think one. that Six Day Smoothie are the worst bot lane in the league? Yes. Like that's just not true. I, I'm not gonna fucking flame like other team bot lane, but it's just not fucking true. They have like a bad time. 
this year, but it's just not fucking true. Like, Pobelter is also not the worst mid. They have a team you can actually build around, 100%. Well, either way, like, we're getting off top. So. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you're talking about, like, this team has a good foundation, they can build it, like, yeah, no shit. Like, you can do that with literally every single team. Yeah. Like, literally I, every single team, you can just go in and, like, change everything. Like, regardless of how much money you have, there's good enough players in Academy, and you can rebuild that up. It's not, like, that fucking hard. You just have to have the balls to do it. And it's like, yeah. our Immortal is going to have the balls to do it because they stuck with the same coaching staff that had the same thing happening for fucking ever and the same management for fucking ever. Like, they finally changed it. But, like, hey guys, are, hey guys, are they... around 6A and Smoothie with Huni with a uh, freaking Smeb and Faker. Now, that'll totally make them a great team. All right. He's saying you can pick I mean, them up with Academy players, too. Yeah, you could you can fill Academy players in there and still, like, do okay. Like, the, trust me, you can build teams in Academy that are better than LCS teams. Everyone fucking knows that. Like, it, oh, yeah, it's absolutely. very free. It's just like, well, a team have the balls to do it. So when you say, like, a team has a good foundation, like, it's really easy to have, like, a decent foundation. It's just like, well, the org have the balls to do it. And it's like, I don't really know what to say about the take because it's just like, yeah, they have a good foundation of Insanity and Xmithy, which is just like, yeah, obviously Xmithy's like, a fucking good player. Like, everyone knows that. Like, he won for, like, the past two years. And Insanity's a new, like, academy player. Like, yeah, cool. Like, you should start with a young guy and, like, build people around that. Like, cool, they have it. Will they use it? Like, I don't know, man. Probably. Like, I know Moloclips is, like, on their staff, and I know that's what he wants to do. So, like, if they keep, like, pushing with him and, like, give him, like, more power in the team, like, probably. They'll probably build around that. Might do pretty well. But, like, fuck, dude, I don't know. I don't know what happened. To an arrow's point, too, like, if you think that Immortals has a good foundation, then basically every team has a good foundation on some level. I know you're going to harp on CLG, but, okay, even if you're, you say CLG doesn't have a good foundation, 100 Thieves has a good foundation, Dignitas has a good foundation, you know, EG has a good, like everyone has a good foundation then. Cause it's not like Immortals has so much more than these other teams to quantify them as a good foundation. Respective for the other 10 teams in the league. So when you say something's good, you're saying it, you're not saying it, you're saying it relative, relativistically to the rest of the orgs. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just, yeah, I'm scaling them based on like, how hard is this rebuild going to be? Like what assets do you already have? And like, how easy is it for you to get new assets? Well, yeah, well, one thing you got to take into account, too, is that they've never had a fucking budget. I mean, they pretty much have always had one of the lowest budgets in the league. So, like, yeah, rebuilding for them is actually way harder. How's that for a foundation? Money. Well, they don't have <laughs> yeah, the lowest this year. Yeah, really? they, they're always close to the lowest. Correct, Travis? And the, and yeah, they got yeah I mean, they, they've How not ever had year, a... Travis? What's that? Who was the lowest this year? Uh, <sighs> Just pop that in the chat for me. In the chat, yeah, you can just pop that like verbally in the chat. In the, that we're I mean, together. written, yeah. There, there you go. You type it in Skype, Travis. You can I just go ahead and say it. I typed it in, in Skype. Put the words out there. It's fine. Okay, go ahead. It's a. Uh, it's probably my favorite team, but it's uh, Golden Guardians. No big deal. <laughs> Look at that. Look at those fucking money ballers over there in Arrow. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, sorry, go, go ahead. I just Eddie. wanted to distract. It, no, no, it's 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 just that you know, like the constraints that people have is goes beyond talent. And to Travis' point, like their their closer GM says, closer says looks like they are smurfing. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Mark. That was just too good of a response. You no, know, you, you know, you know. <laughs> Devante says I literally don't have enough money to buy dinner. Maybe <laughs> they, remember, Nero, you pushed this out in front of you. Made me yeah, say yeah, this. No, on, no, on no it's, just, it's just funny to me. Like David is David right now, very unhappy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Closer is adding him right now. Imagine if we have more money at Damon. <laughs> we got a live player revolt in the chat right now. Uh, all those contracts.
hands with cat food to eat, you know? <laughs> Send this man some ramen. Okay. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Mark, you were going to say sorry. No, I basically said it. and you said it again. It's past 10 o'clock. I'm going to the last caller. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. So, well, let's let's try to give this a decent answer. So, is Immortals in a better position to rebuild than CLG? Let's just let's put it as that as a simple thing. Like, Enero, you're a coach. Would you rather have CLG or Immortals uh, as the framework for you to start a new team? Um, I would probably want to have CLG personally. Um, yeah. I would too. No, I just think if they really want to, they could choose to like keep their bottom like three, like mid bot lane and import like better in top and jungle if they really want to to improve their team. Like Immortals is alright, but I at least also feel like uh based off some of Tafo's tweets, like they're I have upper management that cares about me a little bit. Even uh at least it seemed like I'd want to hear in the interview how it goes. Uh, I, the higher budget as well, probably um, equal amounts of control over both rosters, like in a larger fan base as well. Why would I not take CLG? Yep. So I think you should blow it up. We can agree to disagree. Tom, uh, I know things sometimes get heated when you call in, but I will say I I enjoy your call more than some who who have. You know, I'm glad you didn't call in with the fifth Golden Guardians is going to Worlds take. I I appreciate that. Should have done that. That would have been great. That's me a problem, is that I, I defend my take. Well. It's, it's, yes. Yes. Either way. Yep. Thanks thanks for the call. We'll talk to you again in the future. Wait, I'm sure. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Okay. I, go for it. Can I take uh, a minute to... Can I just can take, take a minute seconds. to... To shout out myself, because way back in Hotline League 101, I had this I had the same rant about how like Devante was not in the league versus Ike and Ryoma on these mids, and guess what? Now he's fifth and Ike's out of the league and Ryoma's seventh, and now my take is looking better and better every day. Like I don't know how it's possible to be this smart, but it's just actually ridiculous. That's, that's <laughs> Dude. Yeah, yeah dude, it, I, I can't believe you copy and pasted that Reddit comment into your brain. And I, made, I made that Reddit comment. That's just how big brain I am. Like, actually, four hundred head. It's not even funny. Thanks, so Tom, you take, Have a good yeah. one. Just take a. Okay. Uh, up to the last you caller check him out. is uh, I did. I mean, I gave him. I told him I'd give him thirty seconds, and he took forty-five. So it was. Uh, very true. You did give him the strict framework, Travis. Understood. Yes. You gotta stick to the rules. Yes, exactly. I I treat my callers like you treat your players. I I give them rules, and if they go outside those rules, then I kick them. Zenithu yeah. is here. Zenithu, where are you calling from? Calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, oh, hell yeah, we got deep voice. Wisconsin. Let's go. There are two deep voices. What do you? Want? I love Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What? <laughs> 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 For some reason, Mark doing the deep voice meme and then an arrow coming in with the actual deep voice laugh was great. Zenithy, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, so I was going to talk about how 100 Thieves is going to run through the lower bracket, get the third seed for Worlds, and kind of begin a C9-esque dynasty based off the NA talent that they're cultivating in their next program. This is a new trend on the show. I think that started last week is people predict a team going to Worlds and then predict... Into dynasty 2021. forming, yeah, exactly. All right, let's take it one step at a time. 
I didn't know. And, and because we're limited, it's 10, 10 07. Let's just focus on why you think they're going to make worlds. Let's assume way, you're right about everything else. Papa, really great voice changer. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, basically uh, why I think they're going to make worlds is that I think they have a pretty good uh, bracket run. So, I mean, realistically, they're probably going to face EG in their first round, which especially during the last game, you kind of saw that they matched up really well. And with EG kind of not having Jizuke, they don't have the macro confusion anymore. So, um, as far as that goes... I think they win that matchup. I would agree. I think they'd beat EG. I think 100 Thieves could easily beat EG. But... Agree. Yeah. Oh, I they beat EG then... in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think the next one, um, sorry, Nero, but I think TSM would probably uh, beat Golden Guardians. So then they'd go up against TSM next, probably. Um, and I think they can match up pretty well into TSM too. I think the hardest part about the TSM matchup is um, playing to Broken Blade. But overall, I think they just have to figure out a way for Ryoma to not um, basically get destroyed by Bjergsen, which means a better champion pull than just really the Galio that they have now. This is where I think it's going to be tougher for you to get support. <clears throat> yeah, I think I would say 100 Thieves would lose to TSM. Pretty hard. I think, uh, yeah, I think just kind of everywhere but jungle and top, they're going to kind of get beat. It was a. Uh, Erickson will win pretty easily, pretty handily on things. But I was going to say it was a pretty close series in spring when they played, and I think TSM has gotten a lot better since then, and I don't think 100 Thieves is playing better since their spring form. Um, when they were doing okay, actually. Uh, so I don't see where they get their advantages. Um, I mean, Poom is probably the weakest support left in in playoffs. I, I love I love that it's like a new up-and-coming player, and I'm really excited to see his career. But he makes a lot of mistakes, and I think in a best-of-five series, um, you know, when, when you have a player that, that's going to be a bit of a liability, it it's, can get picked on, which has happened a number of times. Um I mean, at least in their game, it's like Poom versus Treats. I don't think it's like as big of a like outweigh one way or the other as it would be versus other supports. Like, true. But, I mean, I'm not like super high on Treats support compared to I know like. Damn, you're in the support. you're in the minority there. Uh, yeah, yeah, people just hype up. Narrow firing shots. I like Treats person, but I don't. I don't think he's like a superstar. Dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a superstar or anything, man. But... So, Danon says they face loser of five and EG. Yeah, which he was saying would be EG, and I said they beat EG. So they yeah. beat EG, like, cool. And they play the next one. If that's TSM, then... Yeah, I'm just confused because Danon was saying we were doing the bracket side wrong. But I think he, he might have missed when we, we all yeah, just yeah. kind of hand wave EG. Okay. Danon uh, always here to talk about how the Bracket works. Then well, the one time he, he loves to talk about the bracket. Can yeah, we he, last week, uh, last week he said, "I'm just here to talk about the bracket in Twitch chat." He finally got his chance after two episodes, and then clubs the. Anyway, sorry. Either way, though, I would say TSM has advantage in bot lane. Um, even though I don't think it's like two one side and like support, I do think that the bot lane is better. Mid lane, like 100 is better. Bjergsen, um, like maybe jungle top. Like contest there someday and contracts versus speak and broken blade. 
I think they would lose there, but okay. If they win that, do they go to Worlds? They don't, right? They still have to play another game. They'd have to win the like third place match. Yeah, yeah. So they'd probably have to go against um, Golden yeah. Dragons or FlyQuest. Not too. We're in the finals. Like, don't even bring us up. Like, it's fine. Like, we already won and we went through. Uh, yeah. If they played us, like, it's a fucking wrap. Like, it's done. Like, we <laughs> went hard, super easy. I do so think free. Golden Guardians is the strong or is the biggest counter to Hundred Thieves as a star. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I agree. We're the biggest in, counter. In the to whole everyone. thing, do you think that they'd have the hardest time with Golden Guardians? Stylistically, I think yeah. it's the hardest team. What can I say? We're just at the end of the day, Travis. We're just the better team in this regard. You know, <laughs> like we we got them. We got them beat match to match. We're ready. So I need to go pee. So maybe we should just wrap this up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, your other part of the take though was like the academy stuff, right? Like next, yeah, Kelsey, the amateur Kelsey stuff. Height. Yeah, is that... Kelsey so, like is the... the best coach in the academy, by the way. So you're saying, sorry, you so you're or... saying they're going to establish a dynasty after they go to Worlds this year, and in part because of the the next stuff, you just think that they're going to have the strong pipeline of players to to replace because it yeah it, i mean it, it sounds have... weird that you're confident enough in this roster that this roster will make it to worlds but then you feel like they're going to need additional players next year they're going to yeet all of them out they're done <laughs> <Get> them out. <laughs> well i mean realistically we're probably going to see someday going out to do his military service sometime within the next couple of years probably so we already have like fake god he's probably gonna end up being sold to a different team but tenacity looks really strong in the amateur scene and i think he'll end up doing really well in the academy scene as well yep i think uh tenacity and kenvi will do well in time i think yep. those were good like pickups by them um i think anything like those like next programs and stuff like anything going more into like amateur and like that side of things is really is really good just to have like some sort of because you know like we don't have like regional leagues and shit like Europe has so like we kind of got to just make do with our own like rigged up system of just having this next team playing like the random amateur tournaments. So you admit like, the system is rigged? <laughs> no, what? That's not. It's just a rigged up system. Like, like it's kind of it's like shitty. It's like I just taped it there. I taped it, some amateur rigged tournaments. Rigged systems up. are shitty in arrow. I agree. Anyway, sorry. Continue. And like having any sort of team like that, pretty good. Like you can have like a connection with those players already, know what their personality is like. You don't have to like ask or try to figure out from their friends like, "Yo, is this guy like normal? Is he crazy? Like, <laughs> can he be a human being?" Like, you get to like already know that. Um, that definitely helps with things. Like teams having that's pretty important. It's definitely a good step. I don't know. It's not gonna like turn them into a dynasty just by having that, you know. Um, but it's it's like a good step. Like having those types of teams set up like more than academy and like having something to reach into is pretty good. So I think it's a good thing that they set up and did. I know, like, when I was on Echo Fox and stuff, we did, like, a little boot camp to bring, like, uh, what was it, brought, like, 20 players in um, to just, like, see what they're like in person. And you learn a lot about people really fast. I know TSM did a similar thing. Uh, that's where they, like, picked up treats from, too. Uh, things like that are good. And 100 Thieves is approaching in a different way of just, like, having an actual, like, amateur team, kind of like, I guess, the TSM Junior thing. Um, it's good. It's already pretty good. All right, Zenithu, I don't think that we're confident that 100T is going to Worlds, or at least they have a much harder path than perhaps you think. But it does sound as though we're pretty excited about Next, which I think 
I'm unsurprised that three people who care about the future of this league are excited about that. But I, I props to to Hunter T for saying that. Any uh, or for doing that. Any shout outs you want to say before we close out the show? Yeah, shout out to Alienware. I'm getting a nice laptop from them later this week. With and then Travis ten off Q3. It might have been. It might have been. I don't remember. Okay, let's just say it was for the show. <laughs> and then shout out to Hundred Talk Podcast, best Hundred Thieves podcast in the world. Also, the only one. Is that your podcast? No. Okay. Because people tend to. You anyway. should be on there. You got a great voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Either way, thank you, thank you, Zenithu, for the call, uh, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, man. All right. All right. Great show, guys. See you later. Anero, what do you want to plug? Shout out. What's going on with you? Uh, shout out to Golden Guardians and the new docu-series they just released. Um, not just released. They will release in two days, I think. Hold up. Hold up. I got a little message thing that tells me when it comes out. Oh, you got out. talking points. Uh, it comes After out seeing... August 12, 2020. Release day Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You'll find it at youtube.com slash golden guardians. It's a three-part docu-series about our LCS team's summer split, as well as some background on our org and our tide of the Warriors. So, yeah, just go to that. I on love that August earlier 12th. in the show, I was like, what are the talking points? You're like, I don't know, man. man this isn't a talking point. They don't give point. me talking points. Uh, I just get to say what I want. Travis, it's and now, do- it, docu-series is out. Clearly the, someone uh, realized the mistake in sending you on here without uh No, they sent points. me this. They sent me this. It's just like you when wanted me to. When did they send to, it to you? Uh, like yesterday. But like okay. my talking point. What am I talking point about? There's a docu-series, Travis. They wanted you wait just said the, the talking point. Show us this stuff, and it's cool. It's not a talking point. I just described there's a doc. Okay, Travis, talking point. We're releasing a video. You already said that one. You want me to repeat it, Travis? Mark? Ties to the Warriors, all that stuff. Talking points. Mark? Mark? Right, whatever. It came through eventually, okay? My bad, guys. Mark. I'm not a professional marketer. You just brought me in. Yes, to market. Anyway, Mark, what do you want to... What do you got going on? What do you want to plug? I want to shout out Travis Gafford's book YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's coming out this week, right? Well, the first video is up on the channel, but if but you're referencing your and my thing, it'll come out this that week. That one I yes. care about because I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want it? Do you want? Is, you're just gonna say I think it's coming out and that's it, or you're not gonna? I was explain? waiting for you to confirm that it's coming out. We recorded yes. like a 45 minute review of uh, the Way of Kings. We'll be doing Re- the whole storm recap and review. Recap and review. Um, we'll be doing the whole Stormlight Archive leading up to the Rhythm of War release. I'm a. I haven't read the uh, novellas, but I would read Dawn Shard if we want to do a. Because that sounds like lore. Lore hype. Hype is. Yeah, you should read Edge Dancer. You goddamn. I don't care. It's Lift being a fucking dummy. There's actual good lore and background in that. Oh too. my god, Nail. Oh okay, my god. Stop. No, 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 spoilers. I didn't say anything. I, you said at least one thing. Um, please go check out Travis Gafford books on the YouTube channel. It's linked from my channel if you want to go find a link, but you can also just you, YouTube Google Travis Gafford books. You'll find it. Uh, we have almost a thousand subscribers there, and I got to say it's been really fun to build up a new channel. I haven't done that in nine years, and so doing that has been kind of fun to just scrap it out again and see what I can do. And we've only, uh, we already got two and a half thousand views on the first video, which for a channel that had nothing before, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously I'm benefiting from other stuff, but thank you to everybody who's checked out. If you haven't yet, please go do that. And, uh, 
I'm pl already planning on doing some videos with Shocks and Licorice and a bunch of other folks who read fantasy in the esports scene. So it should be a pretty fun diversion. And then, uh, what? You read me. fantasy? No, he's saying I mean, I could. Heard. I could read it. Did you watch my video yet on what fantasy book you Are you, you literate enough with? to read it? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not <laughs> literate. I'm from North Carolina. I'm stupid, Travis. Okay. But I could learn to read. I'd, I'd do it. But it's fine. No All invite right. for me again. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, thanks for derailing the hype. So, no yeah, Travis Gaffer books. Go check it out. We are at 984 subs. I'm trying to break 1,000. So, uh, oh, 988. Either way. Thanks uh, to Anero for coming on and for his amazing talking points. Thanks to all our callers. Thanks to Mark, of course. Oh, and uh, I also got a interview hitting with Steve tomorrow that's under embargo about a secret thing. It's not that crazy, but it's pretty crazy. It's cool. Um, so check that out. And uh, big, big week for the channel this week with Bjergsen and Sneaky Interviews dropping and a Jensen interview some more. So either way, thanks everyone for watching. This has been Hotline League episode 135. I think.